You're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the VHS era and improv new stories. We'll do it live! Fuck it! To imagine how we might improve our favorite movies, TV, and games. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we were raised by rentals. Mike, I hope that you are on your third cup of coffee, maybe number Mm -hmm. four, and I hope you did all of your pre-show calisthenic brain stretches because this is going to be a doozy of an episode. <laughs> well, I think we're in trouble then. Because <laughs> I'm sleepy and still sipping my first cup. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, go back and get the rest of the pot, because you're probably going to need it. <laughs> so this is our 42nd episode. It is the answer to Life, the Universe, and Everything, the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are heading towards 50 episodes, which is nuts to me. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we still have like, you know, seven or eight more to go. But, hey, we're going to get there this year and not that far from now, just a couple months. So, whoo, that's wow. That's pretty crazy. So, yeah, no, that's that's definitely a milestone. Yeah, for sure. We hit we hit issue 40 or episode 40 with our Monopoly episode. And I didn't even realize it until I was like posting it up like, oh, shit. You know, I stopped like kind of counting the episodes because the count was weird. It was like our, you know, 10 rental rants and like. 20 something episodes or whatever and i'm like yeah who cares as i I think just regular episodes works best yeah i agree no more episode count try to keep the titles pretty short but yeah so this is our 42nd episode and this is going to be a special one for no real uh any reason or occasion whatsoever just because we've been really busy and didn't want to have to watch a bunch of movies as homework so we decided that the way to make the show easier was to give us the hardest challenge we've ever had (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just gonna say like didn't we decide to try to have an easy week and then we go and like yeah let's do this (laughs) yeah i don't know like this this episode literally has a spreadsheet that's So, Which is not something we normally have. I know. So it's like, ugh, I don't know what we were thinking trying to make it easier on ourselves, but it should be fun. So we've teased it a few times before. Uh, it's finally time to put our off-the-cuff storytelling skills to the test with a completely blind improv challenge. So <laughs> <laughs> This might be the one where we crash and burn. We'll it see. might be. It might be. Now, I said completely blind, but actually I should have said like random, randomized, because what we did was we put a call out on the social media just a couple of days ago. Granted, not a lot of notice, but our rental rant episode just recently came out and I didn't want to kind of like step on the release right of our 10th right. rental rant where we were talking about toxic uh, uh, fandom. And I didn't kind of want to like step all over that and confuse things while yeah, I wanted people to be able to pay attention to that. So I figured a couple of days is probably enough. It's social media. Like a couple of days is a fucking eternity. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we put the call out and I got some feedback, uh, some personal messages as well. And what I was looking for was just give us some ideas. And right. I didn't. And while we got a lot of ideas that were like episode 
concepts or like elevator pitches for, hey, you guys should do, you know, a sequel to this movie or whatever. And all those ideas were great. That isn't actually what I was hoping for. Um, mm -hmm. What I was what, what I wanted, what you and I talked about was I wanted to make a list of random elements for storytelling as they relate to like movies, TV and games. I wanted like, give me some cliches. You know, we all know what cliches are like, you know, those yep. t tired storytelling uh, ticks that people do over and over again. Like, oh, it was a brain tumor or the character was in a coma or it was all a dream. <laughs> the know? call was coming from inside the house. <laughs> exactly. Like, give us some cliches. Give us some tropes, you know, by, again, a trope is kind of like cliche, but it's, it's, it's like where you, you use the same storytelling like tool over and over again, you know, mm. um, or like you use the same kind of, not exactly like a genre, but like if we had, you know, like you know, a buddy cop movie, for example, is a trope, right? Mm. Um, so it's like, give me some cliches, give me some tropes, give me some genre, give me, you know, some style, like is it a give comedy? Yeah, give me some more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, every time he's like, yeah, I, in my head I was hearing Busta. I'm like, I gotta say it. Give me some well, more. Give me some more. Oh, yeah, now I'm gonna have Busta in my head all day, which is not a problem. <laughs> yeah, Busta exactly. is welcome. You're welcome, Busta Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Except so for like, in Halloween. No, bad Busta. <laughs> bad. <laughs> Put it down, Busta. Put it down. <laughs> Put the franchise the back. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get that great line out of it, though. I mean, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's worth it for the great line. Um, but yeah, so I was like, dude, give us some um, more. No, no, not again. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, you know, just give us some ideas. Give us some things that we can stir into the pot and then we can pull out randomly so we can kind of come up with a story that isn't specifically about like a, a movie or a TV franchise or, you know, a board game like we did recently with Monopoly. Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to have to pick a property I wanted to put a bunch of ideas together, randomize it, and then we just see what we can do. Like what, you know, given, you know, given a totally, like I said, random uh, string of pieces, put them together and tell a story with being middle and end. So it's like scary, but at the same time, it's like exciting, you know? And Absolutely. I got the idea from comedy improv, right? And we, we started talking months and months ago now about how Raised by Rentals, this show transitioned from this show where we were kind of talking about what if this movie were better or what if this franchise were better? If they had just made this little change, they could have made it better. But almost from the very beginning, almost from the very first episode, really, we mm -hmm. started not just talking about what if they did this little change, but what if they totally overhauled it completely with this brand new story that we came up with ourselves? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I never intended to have a show where we did storytelling improv, but that's where we ended up almost right, right off the bat because clearly we're comfortable with it and it's fun. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I used to go to comedy improv live on a fairly regular basis when I used to live in Rochester, New York years ago now, but I still like improv comedy. And one of the things that happens at a live improv comedy show is audience participation. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you ask the audience, give me a character, give me like a movie, give me a line, give me, you know, whatever. Like, what's what's the answer to the question this person's going to say? Like, give me a, uh, you know, a genre, whatever. And then the people on the stage take the audience suggestions and they come up with a scene. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. I was like, let's get some audience participation. Just tell us some stuff, you know, four or five, six people in the audience yell something out. We mash them up together and, you know, bing, bang, boom, we got ourselves a story. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
it sounds so easy, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so we did get a lot of feedback, and I really appreciate the feedback. No shade to anyone who gave us feedback, even though it wasn't exactly what I was looking for, because I really, really appreciated getting it from friends and just from people who listen to the show. It's always great to hear the feedback from the people we don't know, like personally, right? People yeah. who are just fans of the show. So I didn't want to just completely shoot down all of the like episode themes that they gave us. So what I did instead is I made a spreadsheet, <laughs> as mm-hmm. which is what I do in my day job all the time. And I took some of the episode ideas that we got. And in this case, I'm going to be referring to them as the big ideas, right? Mm-hmm. I took some of the big ideas and I made a little list out of them. Uh, some were recent and some were from a little while ago that I thought could be kind of fun. And then I took the rest of the ideas that didn't exactly fit what I was asking for. And I just kind of picked them apart. I was like, okay, fine. You wanted us to do, you know, a sequel to this particular like eighties comedy. So instead of doing that exactly, I'll say, okay, like sequel, boom, that's a storytelling element. Eighties, you know, era, that's a storytelling element, a comedy genre, boom, that's a storytelling element. And so I just kind of picked them all apart and I made a list Mm -hmm. of, Again, I'm calling them elements, but I think that these are the things, the building blocks that we're going to use to put our story together. Um, I don't want to spend 20 minutes at the beginning of the episode explaining what they all are before we even start telling anyone a story or everyone's going to fall asleep before we get to the bedtime story. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm going to kind of piecemeal it out a little bit. We have to start with a couple of them just so that people understand what we're doing anyone listening to this if you're totally confused like trust me you'll get it here in a minute so let's just start with a couple of them and we'll start brainstorming and then we'll just add in a few more a few more i have eight different element categories and we're gonna get one random selection from each of the eight categories and the idea is for us to tell a story where all eight things are going to be a part of it right all right, so you on board? You ready for this? <laughs> oh, I'm on board. Well, one quick thing I do want to mention is uh, talking about the audience participation and the suggestions. Uh, we did talk a little bit off the air, and there were several suggestions on the list that are going to be added to our list for possible future episodes of like, ooh, that was a fun idea. Let's put that on the list of like, let's do a sequel to such and such. I'm not going to name anything, but there were there were several on there that we talked about. So again, mm-hmm. we do really appreciate the uh, the feedback and the participation. So. Uh, but this this is definitely going to be a little bit different than than I think people thought. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Maybe I didn't explain it well enough. You know, maybe I was trying to keep my Instagram post from being like a, a novel explaining all the rules because no one's going to fucking read it or care. I was trying yeah. to make it make it you know simple. But yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because 100%. I love the ideas, and yeah, some of them are definitely on the list. Some of them we want to invite guests on to come and like help us with their idea. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get there for sure. You know, we, we still have stuff on the list from like a year ago that we, that's like still in the queue, you know, yep. <laughs> <laughs> where I, I swear we're still going to do it. I promise you'll still get on the show with us and like, we'll come up with something, but we have shit in the can. And then and we keep having to stick these new episodes in because, you know, we need a break or we need a schedule change or something. So anyway, we'll get yep. there. It's okay. We're gonna, we have 50 episodes to hit before we quit, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Um, real quick, the eight elements or categories that we definitely have to fit in here somewhere are some type of medium, by which I mean like a movie, TV, video game, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So medium, genre, 
the era, like the era in time, like the decade or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I did include a property. Now, by property, I mean like some of people suggested, hey, you should do a sequel to X movie. And so some of those ideas I thought were good and maybe not specifically about that, but like we could use that as a way to like, okay, maybe not exactly this, but what if we did something similar to it? You know like, I mean? like taking an element from that property. So like if if the uh, let's just say the movie was like Friday the 13th, mm -hmm. uh, we would take something like, OK, who done it? Murder mystery, uh, something like that. It wouldn't necessarily be. Aha, we must put it in the Friday the 13th universe. Am I understanding this correctly? You're totally right. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you, that's okay. a really perfect, perfect example where exactly like if somebody's if one of the properties that I've listed here randomly comes up as say Friday the 13th that doesn't necessarily mean we have to make a Jason but it's like we have to do a slasher that's like that right okay so yeah. it's a property inspiration we'll call it gotcha that, right? and then so it's medium genre era property style and this is like you know if it's silly or rated g or you know serious that kind of thing gotcha. um and then i put i don't know if there's a word is there a word for this i put type by what by which i meant it had to be like a sequel or a prequel or a remake. I don't know that there's like an overarching word that encompasses like that sort of a category. You know, like mm -hmm. it, it's what's the presentation or I don't know what you would. I even tried to Google it. Like it, it's a sequel. What's the definition of sequel? Like it's sequel is and everything I looked up was like, oh, it's just a continuation of the story, which makes sense. But like, what do you call all those types of like movies together? I don't yeah. know. That's that's interesting. Yeah, because it's it's like you know sequel, reboot, all that. Like, yeah, that is. I would just. I, I mean, type works. It works yeah, for the so episode. It's a generic category, but yeah. So we're gonna go with a type, and then a cliche, right? I mentioned we already mentioned an example of a cliche, and then a trope. We already mentioned an example of a trope. So those are our categories: medium, genre, era, property, style, type, cliche and trope and i have one wild card that we're going to get to mm -hmm. in a little bit later i don't want to overload <laughs> things too much <laughs> i'm a little scared of the wild card <laughs> you should be the wild card <laughs> is going to be a wrench in the works but i thought oh, hey boy. let's go for it right but we have to build the machine before we throw the wrench in it so we'll get we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> all right oh crack the knuckles all right yeah. let's go <laughs> let's go let's go okay so we're going to start with our first three just to get the juices flowing, let's figure out like where where are we gonna go? Like what wh what are we doing? And actually on the spreadsheet that I shared with you, Mike, um, mm -hmm. I'm actually gonna move uh, the fourth column and make it the third column instead because I think that we're gonna have a better start if we start with medium, genre, and property. In that I think in that order would be okay. a good way for us to just kick things off, and then we'll start adding in things like the era and the the style and all that. Okay, so here goes the randomizer. In medium, movie, TV, video game, board game, or comic book, we get comic book, graphic novel. Okay, okay. interesting, interesting, interesting approach. So I did put comic or graphic novel so we can kind of figure out what makes sense if it's, you know, we're talking about a, like a series or like a one shot. So that that's definitely not expected and I don't, know that we've done that have we done that before where our, our end result was a comic book idea no we've only done we've done a comic book movie we we did the wildcats episode yeah. if it had come out in the 90s but no we haven't done something that would specifically be a comic book so this is this is definitely new territory already <laughs> 
already interesting. Okay, next up is genre. And might I add too, I put five values or entries in each category based on like mostly that's what I was able to populate from our feedback. And then I figured eh, five in every category keeps it simple across the board. And I filled up, you and I both filled in a couple of gaps where we only had like four, but you know, for the most mm -hmm. part, these are all user submitted or listener submitted. So here we go. Next up will be genre. So we're going to do a comic book that is in the genre of horror. Hey, back to horror again, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. You know, that actually makes me feel way better because horror we can do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we kind of have a track record with horror. So all yeah. right, I'm shaking it off. You're shaking off the nerves. All right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So we'll go right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. I just saw what happened, what came up, and it's like holy crap. Okay. All right. I'm working with this. Yeah. No, that's good. I didn't even get a chance to like key it up to the listeners because it just randomized on its own. But okay, so our property that we're gonna use to kick off our idea is the board game mousetrap. <laughs> All right. All oh, right. my God. So I, I won't list the other properties we had in there because we might hang on to them for future episodes. But OK, so we are going to do a comic book that is a horror story about the board game Mousetrap. And I am already like, dude, I'm in. Like, let's do yeah. this. Like, <laughs> yeah, now this this is this is quite interesting. OK, so we can stop right there or we can keep going. <laughs> But I think we should probably stop and at least let's start thinking about what that would be, right? What what kind of a horror story could we tell about oh. Mousetrap the board game? Immediately, there there's two things that came to, to my mind. Uh, first of all, the movie, the, the franchise Saw. I mean, Saw oh, yeah. is, you know, you're escaping the traps. There's all these tricks and traps. Okay, so you got, I mean, right there, Mousetrap fits into that world. So... The whole concept or, or like even like Cube, where it's like you don't know why you're here, but you're in this game. Um, mm -hmm. Then there's other horror movies like Would You Rather, where it's like, OK, you have to like make a choice. And like and again, it kind of falls into the saw category. You have to make mm -hmm. a choice and like something bad is going to either happen to you or somebody else. Um, so you're like, yeah, I feel like this would be some kind of crazy killer uh, who have, who has designed a very elaborate uh, system of traps to make a game out of it and has like a series of people trapped like rats in like a warehouse. Um, okay. You know, that's kind of where my mind immediately went because side note, I've, I've often said like what mousetrap the movie is and I call it, it's the final destination movies. Um, so, which has nothing to do with the property I just pitched, but I mean, realistically <laughs> death works like mousetrap where oh, everything yeah. is Rube Goldberg device for him. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, and, and you mentioned Rube Goldberg, and the first thing I thought of when I saw Mousetrap Horror was Kevin McAllister, right, from Home Alone, mm -hmm. because I, for whatever reason, my son was watching Home Alone yesterday, like, he just put it on the background, and so it was, like, fresh in my head, but and then you mentioned, like, you know, Warehouse or whatever, and I'm thinking, no, it's more like Home Alone 2, where he had this whole like big brownstone yeah. full of all this like construction material. So he wasn't just working with like toys and like Christmas decorations. Like he had like a more elaborate system of like traps set up. And so I think it could be some fun if it was something like that where like we have people in a city uh where 
they have they're they're given some I don't know what it is yet we'll get there but they're given some kind of like they have to escape or they have to get to a certain pl- place by a certain time or you know like the 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 trapster or, you know will will spring the trap or whatever and like along the way it's like the rules are it's like parkour like you gotta stick to the to you can't touch the street like you gotta stick to the roof you gotta stick to the uh, fire escapes you gotta stick to you know signs billboards whatever and so the characters whoever the main characters are they're trying to find ways to in the moment like engineer little things they can do like to get over a ramp over an alleyway or whatever but all the while the trapster or whatever he's called he has his own shit set up that's like way more elaborate that he he set up ahead of time so like mm-hmm. they're while our characters are kind of like putting shit together on the fly, he's got traps already waiting for him up on those rooftops or, you know, or whatever. Okay. That's where so I'm going. What if, what if we do something like, okay, like I, you haven't seen the movie Barbarian, have you? No, not yet. Okay. I won't ruin anything, but um, movies like Barbarian and Don't Breathe, like they play with the abandoned parts of a city. Like they play with uh, specifically Detroit. Um, where it's like, you know, there's whole suburbs that are just abandoned. Mm-hmm. There's like boarded up houses. Now, we've seen this all around the country. I mean, shit, I see it in my own backyard all the time in downtown Niagara Falls. Like more and more businesses are boarded up. You know, there's abandoned buildings, all that. So what if we have something like that where it is an abandoned part of it doesn't even have to be a real city. It could be some kind of fic- fictitious city. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have like this like you know, clearly industrialized section of the city where there was like, you know, like picture how Buffalo Ave was in Niagara Falls, like where the Mm -hmm. factories were all closed down. But imagine if they're they're like much closer together. So kind of like more of a a New York setting. So you got like these big factories and then like a big building next to it and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. they have to traverse like maybe this whole block. So like the block is the board. Um, And like you said, he's, he's got all these traps set up throughout and they don't know where they're going to be. They don't know like, they're going to have a time limit maybe to like move from one area to another instead of like rolling the dice mm-hmm. um, where it's like they got to get to this certain area within a certain time frame while following the rules that the trapster has laid out. So something along the lines of like, like you said, get from the, the rooftop of this building to the rooftop of the next building in the next two minutes. And clearly the gap is way too wide for them to jump. So they have to like figure out like, grab these boards and place them. Somebody hold Mm -hmm. them down while I run across and then I'll hold them down on the other side while you run across like that kind of a thing. So it's like, it's, it's this whole horrific, like race against time, you know, and maybe if they don't get through Mm -hmm. the trap quick enough, maybe he sets it off. So it's like, like, Mm -hmm. okay, you have so much time to get off this rooftop or I light the entire thing on fire. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or like spikes come up through the tar, you know, right. Right. You know, like, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. That's perfect. In fact, uh, I don't normally like to Google a whole bunch of stuff like while we're, you know, making things up because I like it to kind of be off the cuff, but, you know, occasionally I'll grab something off of like IMDB. In this case, I'm just going to look up the game itself because I want to have at least some of the actual like toy traps from the board game, if we can incorporate them in some way, you know, so I'm just yeah. gonna, gonna see if I can look at a picture of it, you know, so there's like, yeah, here we go. So yeah, there's like this bathtub that's up on like a trapeze for some reason. And there's like this big metal ball that falls into it. There's mm-hmm. this one thing that looks like gears turning. 
Uh, of course, we all know about the big like uh, net or cage that falls at the end. There's a guy who like dives into like what I, I guess is supposed to be like a cup of water, but I don't know if you put water in it, you know, <laughs> right. uh, but he's like a high diver, maybe like some kind of like a circus uh, act. And then there's these weird like rickety stairs. There's like a weird twisty slide. So, again, yeah. I don't know, but like I'm sure we could figure some of this out. As soon as I saw the the bathtub up on like, you know. A, a scaffolding i'm like yeah that's some kind of a weird construction site you know yep. or abandoned you know uh building that people have been like fucking with so yeah there's definitely some cool stuff we could probably make work once we get into like specific traps and i, I think the idea of having to do a high dive like a trust fall oh, is, God. is pretty fucking terrifying <laughs> yeah oh yeah no that's exactly right oh i love that yeah and, and that, <laughs> yeah we had that should be one of the things we, i love that we should make that one of the traps where it's like you have to get off of this um you know this uh maybe it's like a i don't know a spinning cement truck or something other than a rooftop right you have to get off of something where like you can't really stand still but they're like well there's nowhere to go actually hang on let me back up because it should definitely be really high, like a scaffolding or a tower or a crane. And they realize there's nowhere to go but to jump into this alleyway, like down below, and it's totally pitch black and they have no idea what's down there. And all they can do is just trust that this guy who's playing the sadistic game with them isn't done with the game yet and they're going to have to jump. Yep. Oh, uh. that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, like yeah. maybe the, again maybe they're like on the scaffolding like where do we go next and the thing just you see like at the at the like mid section of the scaffolding it lights on fire yeah it's creeping up toward them but but they're looking down and all they they're blinded by the fire so they can't see like what is in the alley below us you know so it's like fuck we gotta jump yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So we got a couple of cool like traps coming up. The first one should be that very simple one we said where it's like they're on a rooftop and there's like, hey, here's some boards and like a paint can and figure out how to get to the other building that's too far away. You know, like to keep right. it simple. Right. And then it's like it's going to become like more and more elaborate and dangerous. And like there has to be a group of people because they're not going to all make it. Right. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, I'm we thinking need... of I'm thinking of Judgment Night, that movie with Dennis Leary. And, oh, like, dude, Jeremy I love Pippen. that movie. Yeah. And who's in there? Emilio Estevez is in that, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Um, oh, my God. And uh, isn't Cuba Gooden Jr. in that? I think he is, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's... That's the vibe. Right. That's the vibe we have. Judgment, Judgment yeah. Night. But it's Mousetrap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I got to rewatch that. It's been years. But yeah, no, no, no I like I like this. So. So like yeah, we'll have uh, I don't know how many players is Mousetrap. Uh, let me see, Mousetrap game. How many players? Two to four players. Okay, so we has to at least be four people at the at the minimum. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think four, and we can maybe double that and go for like eight. We have a few more kills. Um, yeah, I feel like four might not be enough to kind of keep the the traps perilous enough right because you can kill off people pretty fast and then it's like well what do you got left like how many more of these traps can you go through True. and like. I don't think it would be an interesting movie or or comic book in this case if it was just like one trap after the next after the next. But yeah. as comics go, since we could, we could serialize this as like a mini series where it's like we have a major death like every episode for you know maybe it's like a six issue mini series and like we have five people or you know five traps that kill mm -hmm. like seven people or whatever you know. Yeah, no, I, I say, let, let, yeah, let's double it. So we go with eight people. So we're going to have eight characters. Um, this way we can do something like we can kill someone off right off the bat to kind of like introduce the uh, introduce the, the danger. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like someone gets killed and then it's like, you know, maybe that's when the trapster is kind of, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be like be Jigsaw. But again, the whole I want to play a game like that type of a thing. <laughs> like this yeah. is where we find out what the trapster's motives are um, or maybe not his motives, but his his idea for the the whole trap thing is. Um, so, yeah. And like I like the idea of, of doing it if we're doing a serialized comic book, like if it's I, I do like a six issue gets standard. So let's go six issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we kill off somebody right away then we can kill like six people <laughs> over the course of the six issues and still have a survivor. Yeah. So, you're, you're, you know, that's it. That's perfect. Yeah. That's totally perfect. Okay. So before we get into who our characters are, or we go any further, the next element that we have to randomize is we have <laughs> to figure out what era this takes place in. So we have eighties, nineties, two thousands, of course, for the VHS era, but then I just put in, future you know general and then i put period piece which is kind of up to us right yeah so here we go are we gonna what what era are we gonna do it in we are doing the 90s heck yeah (laughs) of course of course it's it's just it's it's turning into judgment i'm telling you (laughs) it is it totally is (laughs) okay so do you want to do the style next? Should we, should we nail our style down before yeah. we start coming up with characters? Okay. So I wrote down, or from the feedback, uh, we wrote down serious or dramatic as a style, uh, mm-hmm. slapstick slash screwball, uh, family friendly, bizarre slash surreal, and parody. Now, this is where it's going to get real interesting, because I could see, like, two, maybe three of these working for a horror comic, but the other ones are, like, eh, we could shoot ourselves in the foot right here and, like, mess up our idea. So, yeah, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) And it's going to be slapstick screwball. (laughs) All right. All right. We got this. I can I can I can work with that. I can work with that. Yeah, because it's mousetrap, you know. Okay, so oh, so we're, it's going to be a horror story, but because it's based on Mousetrap, the board game. Now, the characters in the story don't necessarily have to realize that, like, oh, no, we're in the board game. But it's a silly game with, like, brightly colored plastic pieces and, like, little cartoon mice. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that we could do this type of a story, except, you know, how do we approach this sort of slapstick comedy? Oh, I got Is it. it. Is it just that we do like, you know, Marv and Harry from Home Alone style violence or what were you oh, going to no. say? No, no, totally got it. We're doing a comic book, so we, we, we don't have to worry. We're not beholden to the trappings that we normally have with a movie. So since we're doing a comic book, we do it anthropomorphized. So first of all, the characters oh, are going to they're going to be mice. Oh, there you go. OK, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. Tra- <laughs> the trapster will be an anthropomorphized cat. Of course he is. Um, so. Picture stuff like like really fucked up shit like the the movie Meet the Feebles um, where it's like the Muppets doing really wrong things mm-hmm. um, or like that. I forget that Mark Miller book. Um, was it The Unfunnies? Was that yeah, the name that's of it? it? That's it. That, OK, that, that book is fucked up. Yeah, the exactly. So it's like stuff like that where it's like really like like this is wrong. These cartoon characters should not be doing this but also like amp up the goof factor. So it's like when someone dies, it's not just going to be like, you know, like, Oh my God, they killed Carl. Like, it's going to be just like, Carl's going to explode and then have like X's over his eyes and like, you know, do the, the goofy silly shit that you would expect from cartoon violence, but set it in an actual like horror setting. So it's like the horror is taking place, but it's splat stick. 
Splatstick. That's exactly that's perfect. That's exactly where I was going to because I was thinking if this were a movie, it mm-hmm. would be like an, a, a cartoon for adults, right? And, yes. And you, the voice cast would be forget slapstick, screwball. So the voice cast would be like Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and like, you know, mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters or like Chevy Chase, like these guys from the 80s who made stuff like Stripes, right? Yes. Where, so it's like, it's going to kind of be in that like Meatballs, Porky's kind of a vibe in terms of like, not raunchy, but just like, it's a serious story with just like these stupid over the top elements, like Animal House, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like uh, to, to equate it to a modern movie is like Sausage Party. Okay, perfect. Uh, that, that Seth okay. Rogen thing where it's like, you know, I mean, it, it's these cutesy anthropomorphized foods, but then it's like they're being murdered, and then they decide to have an <laughs> orgy, and it's like, Jesus Christ, what this movie hell? is insane. So. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Jesus, this is so crazy. Okay, so we're going to do a six-issue comic book series uh, <laughs> that's like a, sla- uh, what is it, what you call it? Splatstick. Splatstick <laughs> horror with anthropomorphized mice. Uh, in the 90s, so of course there's no cell phones, right? Even mm-hmm. for anthropomorphic characters, and the I hope the name hasn't been used, but like the trapster. Now we don't know that that trapster is a cat. Like we're gonna we we should find yeah, that we'll, out. Yeah, we'll right? find that out later. Yeah, the trapster is a Marvel comic book character who uh, famously was originally known as Paste Pot Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> One of the silliest characters in Marvel history. They tried to make him sound better by na- changing his name to the Trapster. But uh, has that name been used anywhere else? I'm just Googling it real quick. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, we could just do whatever the fuck we want. But, like, is there some horror movie already that has a character called I the Trapster? I, nothing that, that rings a bell for me. But, you know, I, I, I'm probably wrong <laughs> on that. I'm sure yeah. there's some crazy ass, you know, dollar store movie that, oh, may, I'm sure you've seen it. Where there's somebody named the Trapster. Yeah, probably. But hey, that's cool. I, I I just you know threw that off the top of my head. But cool, let's go with it. So yeah, we we don't we don't know the Trapster's a cat. There's, oh, <laughs> dude, dude, we should when we see the Trapster like occasionally, he should look like uh, uh, Claw from fucking Doc, Inspector Doctor Claw. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious because he has that cat, but like he is the cat. <laughs> so, so we would just see like the gloved hand and be like. Damn it, they made it through another trap. Like this this <laughs> gravelly voice like pounding his desk. <laughs> oh, he has to have a henchman, only because there's like one scene that I was picturing in my head as soon as we started talking about mousetrap and it being creepy and I want to put it in there somehow. So like a, a henchman or rather, you know, henchmen, you know, plural, mm-hmm. and that th- there should be a character that we kind of think maybe it's the trapster, maybe it's not. Like we see the trapster kind of in shadow with like their one like clawed hand or whatever, and then then we see this other character or this figure who moves around occasionally, like in the background, or we see them like leaving like right before our main characters show up and they scurry away in a trench coat. That's all we ever see is this brown trench coat. And then so I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but I want to have the scene where uh, whoever is surviving at the time they finally confront the person that they think is the trapster in like this alleyway, like, haha, we got you this time. Like you weren't able to get away. We turned your machine against you. Haha. And then they go to like unmask the trapster and these mice, they like pull the jet, they pull their hat up. Like he has this big, you know, uh, fedora or whatever. They pull the hat up and they open up his collar and it's not the trapster. It's just a whole bunch of rats and they all just go scurrying in every direction. <laughs> nice. For some reason, I thought you were going to say it's McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> 
He's definitely dressed <laughs> that way. <laughs> but, but it's like one of those things where it's like, wait, why, why are the why are the human characters mice, but like the rats are just rats? <laughs> it's like I don't know. Oh, it's, it's it's the it's the Disney thing. Like Goofy is a dog, but so is Pluto. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like I I think like if 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 the trapster has like um like minions or something, like maybe he has like pet rats. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. but if he has like minions, I'm almost picturing like you remember the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yep, for sure. Like. Picture like like ferrets or weasels or something like that are real like you know cracked out like almost like meth head ferrets mm-hmm. <laughs> who are like wearing like creepy like smiley masks or something and like running around in the shadows like <laughs> like laughing like mm-hmm. it would add like a, a layer of creep out to it oh yeah for sure we could definitely have some scenes where like that that laughter just kind of comes like down an alleyway like the the sound effect is like coming out, out of the darkness at like a weird yep. angle you know he 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 and yeah like I, I was thinking like a whole bunch of rats just scurry you know like fucking cockroaches but it's about you mentioned like those little ferret guys it's like almost funnier if it was like you know three rats like standing on the, each other's shoulders like dwarves you know like <laughs> Like right. <laughs> in this world, like the rats are like they're like just really short, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we do. We the, the henchmen are like you know the the three rats, but like cracked out like those like the weasel guys. Um. But but yeah, like we can actually do the the three the three you know little rats in a trench coat gag. I like it. And their names are like Ratso, Fatso, and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you have to have the one normal name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh god, crack myself up. Okay, okay, okay. So, so far so good. We got so we got to do characters. We got to kind of back up and be like, okay, we jumped ahead. We we have this big picture. Like, let's talk about characters and kind of like walk through like what our issues are going to be. But mm-hmm. we haven't we haven't got all, all of our elements in here yet. So. The next one, and this one is probably not as important anymore, but let's throw it in there anyway, because maybe we could tie this in somehow to something else, right? Just for funsies. So the next element is type, which I mentioned before, sequel, prequel, standalone, spinoff, and I put remake, reboot, like, together. So we'll see. Again, it might not be that important, but at the same time, if we have to do a sequel to something, it's like, well, the sequel to what? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this this could go wrong real quick. <laughs> so let's see what it is. It's going to be a spinoff. A spinoff. Okay. All right. A spinoff of what? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Spinoff. A spinoff. So, okay. So let's, let's start by thinking shit that we've already created ourselves. Have you and I created any stories for this podcast where we've had anthropomorphic characters? Have we done that before? We have not. Hmm. Okay, that um, definitely makes it harder. Okay, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to think of other comic books because like there are so many comic books with anthropomorphized characters, um, but I'm trying to think of specifically ones that don't have human characters because like the first thing that came to mind was obviously Howard the Duck and Ninja Turtles, but yeah. it's like but those have human characters like they're the oddballs by being the anthropomorphized you know animal. So I'm trying to think of like some comic book that would have anthropomorphized characters that we could do a a quote unquote spin-off of and <laughs> I am coming up blank man. Okay. So I came up with one but we're not going to do it because it's fucking wrong. It's wrong. Oh, Listen, is it? I know I know, I know what it's you're wrong. 
Come on, man. The, the most famous anthropomorphic yep. comic book ever. The only one to ever win the Pulitzer Prize. Yep. Mouse by Art Spiegelman. No. <laughs> I, no. I knew you were going to say it. I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely can't do that. But that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> because, again, we're talking about mice and a cat. So it's like, eh, you know, it, it, it fits. But, ooh, that's that's I don't know if we want to travel that road. <laughs> <laughs> no no oh, let's, not, let's, let's let's not do that <laughs> yeah yeah let's, <laughs> we've just lost a couple of listeners no it's, oh sorry it's so um, <laughs> um okay so let's just think about anthropomorphic mice and maybe cat characters right so mm. i don't know if i want to give the cat like secret away you know what i mean like i kind of want to hold on to that like the trapster is secretly a cat but right. like okay so obviously there's things like mickey mouse mighty mouse but like uh, there's like Tom and Jerry itchy and scratchy type characters, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's like the fucking rats of Nim. Um, oh, yeah. Mouse guard. But that's Mouse fantasy. Gar. Yeah. But that's interesting. No, but Mouse guard also it's like they take place in like the real world and it's just like the mice just talk for some. reason. Yeah, that's true. I always forget about that part. Um because I'm, I'm trying to think of like other mice comics, and I was like, of course, Mouse Guard was the first one that came to mind. Uh, let's see here. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be mice. It could just be some other story, like the Elephant Men comic, where it's like, you know, they they did all these like hippo and rhinoceros and elephant characters, and it's like this uh, sort of like futuristic, um, you know, technological based story. Wait, I I got I got okay. This was kind of generic, but but follow me on this for a second. What if it is a spinoff of Looney Tunes? And here's why I say this: because Looney Tunes and Tiny Tunes have mm-hmm. always played in the realm of pop culture, including Tiny Tunes. They did that whole like summer special where like Hampton's family picks up like the crazy slasher by the side of the road, mm-hmm. and like they're already they're already poking fun and playing in that world so imagine if it was like oh look it's like a warner brothers cartoon or a warner brothers comic book and then it's just dark as fuck (laughs) dude 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 the trapster is sylvester (laughs) yeah oh my god yes yes and yes He's oh sick gosh. of never catching his prey. <laughs> oh my god! Or, or I mean, we could go in a different route. We, we maybe, maybe we don't do Looney Tunes. Maybe we do Hanna Barbera, and it's a Tom and Jerry thing. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I mean, because Tom never did catch Jerry. Sylvester was always after a bird. So it's yeah, like, but I, I, I like the. I like Looney Tunes, though, because Looney Tunes did have human characters, but most of the animal characters were anthropomorphized to the point where, like, you know, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, yeah, they're animals, but then they talk and, like, wear clothes and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay, let's stick with Looney Tunes. Yeah, I definitely think that, like, Sylvester, you know, he's... (laughs) (laughs) Somehow we have to work his suffering succotash. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> Into there somewhere. I don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> but 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 imagine if this actually came out in the in the early two thousands when you and I were like buying everything comics. Like we were just trying all these different things. Like how crazy 
would you find it if you were like reading this like anthropomorphized horror comic mm-hmm. only to get to the big reveal and find out that it's fucking Sylvester from Looney Tunes? Like that, it would it would have blown my mind. Fuck yeah, dude! It would and you know uh, they could put it out through DC and like nobody would even know that it was Looney Tunes comic. It would it could just be like a DC <laughs> black label story, you know? What yes. I mean? And like nobody would know. And <laughs> but they they have the rights to it because it's Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It was a, <laughs> So the spinoff is of Looney Tunes. Like this is, <laughs> how is this working? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So let's do one more, uh, or maybe 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 the last two. All right. Yeah, so let's let's do the last. Two. Okay. Now this next one for cliche. You know the cliche that I really hope is going to come up. Come on, right? Look at the list. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, please, 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 please. Please be that one. <laughs> okay. Oh. So the next, so the next one is cliche. And in the list we have, uh, and I'll say them out of order. We have body switch, which is like the Freaky Friday kind of a thing, right? Where characters like swap minds. Mm-hmm. Um, we have MacGuffin, which is just like you know some object in the story that's really important to get the characters doing something, but ultimately itself is not that cr- crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Deus Ex Machina, right, where something comes to save the day out of nowhere with, like, no warning. And then you have Mary Sue, which is just the main character who is way too fucking good at everything, which we talked a little bit about in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last one I didn't mention the, the, that we put on the list was a cat jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> which, oh, that'd be perfect. Oh, Come on, cat jump scare. Come on, cat jump scare. Here it goes. Oh, Mary Sue. Mwah, mwah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we could still work with that. We can still work with that. Uh, the Definitely one of the mice can definitely be a, be a Mary Sue character. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay, yeah. So we could – and we could do the thing where we kind of like turn the tables on it, right? Where yeah. The, with the Mary Sue character who is just, you know, freaking good at everything. Like they can build, you know, ramps and like – uh, you know, they can, I don't know, they know, like, they can hack into, like, a security code, and, like, if it, you know, if it's, the, like, the Goonies, like, they know how to play piano on, like, the right. piano, piano made of bones, <laughs> you know, and, like, they can speak Spanish, and, you know, like, they would solve all the Goonies puzzles if they were a Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay, so the last one is a trope, which, and this mostly came from the the listener suggestions and again there's so many tropes there's whole freaking you know websites based on here's all the storytelling tropes out there which is just you know again storytelling concepts that people tend to use over and over again so i put buddy movie which we already mentioned once as an example uh, a ma- a mashup in general right some kind of a mashup which we, we kind of already doing right um zombies just again in general because they're in fucking everything um <laughs> high high school in the in the context of you know like a high school you know movie like a teen movie um and then i put ugly duckling uh, as a way to sort of describe the idea of like the the she's all that character you know who like is mm-hmm. secretly secretly so awesome if only they would like take their hair out of that ponytail and take off their glasses <laughs> <laughs> oh that's one of my favorite hollywood tropes <laughs> it's so dumb i love it all right so let's figure out how we're going to put a trope in here and we have Buddy movie. Okay. 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 Now, and I wrote it as buddy movie because it's easier to explain it that way. But it could be anything, like a buddy cop, or like you know, Mm -hmm. two best two best friends, or like the Lethal Weapon uh, approach, where it's like two characters who don't get along but they become friends during the story. Right. Okay. 
all right, how do we work? See, now the Mary Sue is easy. That that is easy. We can have any one of the mice be the Mary Sue. But how do we do the buddy aspect? Uh, I think we could go one of a couple ways here. We could go with the like two of the characters are like best friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could have something like as simple as that. Where like our two main characters, like our two focal point characters, are uh, two best friends or even like brothers or something like that. So the whole comic, you're rooting for both of them to live, and of course we're not going to let that happen. Um, so we could we could go that route, or we could have <laughs> a totally different approach, which this kind of fits into our slapstick screwball. What if we have a buddy cop comedy? where they're trying to solve the mystery of these murders laid out by this weird-ass trapster. And so it's like, story A is the story of the mice with the trapster. Story B is the buddy cop story of them trying to, like, track down the trapster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely dig that, for sure. Okay, so, and we could throw a little extra drama in there. It doesn't have to be, like I mentioned, the Lethal Weapon-style drama of, like, you know, the one, you know, kind of crazy on-the-edge cop, and then the other guy who's, like, you know, more level-headed, because we might not have enough time to really develop that relationship, but, you know, we could definitely do something, like, in Seven, maybe, the movie Seven, right? Mm -hmm. You get Morgan Freeman, who's, like, the old pro, and Brad Pitt's, like, the young hothead. Boom. Like, that's the whole, that's the whole relationship. That's all you need to know. Um, Yeah, so that's a good idea. So we have these two characters, and maybe just for fun, maybe they're not mice. You know, maybe they're, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, ferrets or (laughs) guinea pigs. Maybe maybe they're dogs. Oh, okay, yeah, that could be good. Uh, So, like, because if we have our villain be a cat, you know, and our victims be mice, and our, our, you know, quote-unquote detectives or heroes should be the dogs. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so we can't use any Looney Tunes characters because it'll, like, give the Sylvester, like, twist away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so you mentioned, like, McGruff the Crime Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, no, I was just talking about the movie Seven with Morgan Freeman. I mean, he's totally like McGruff the Crime Dog, right? <laughs> kind of, right? <laughs> he totally is. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we have to have so like we're never going to we're never going to call him like McGruff or we can come up with some like similar name. You know what I mean? But yeah, like so uh, fuck, I, don't, I don't even know who owns McGruff. That'd be funny if we really oh. threw people off like the set. Like who owns that? But yeah, so you have McGruff who's the, what is he? He's, he's like a hound dog, right? Yeah. And, yeah, he's a bloodhound, right? And <laughs> and then so like the Brad Pitt, like the young hotshot cop, you know, he's got to be. What, not like a chihuahua, not like that level of like crazy energy, but like the 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 little pit bull or the little. What if he's know, like the the what is it a bull terrier like Spuds McKenzie? What kind of dog oh. was Spuds McKenzie? <laughs> was he a bull terrier? Was probably <laughs> fucking Spuds McKenzie. What kind of references do we have? This is the stupidest movie. <laughs> Oh god. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bull terrier. Yeah, yeah. So, Spuds, <laughs> Gruff the crime dog, and Spuds McKenzie are trying to solve the murders from the Sylvester the Cat's mousetrap fucking death machines. <laughs> oh, oh, god. Oh, what god. insanity have we wrought? <laughs> See, Holy I told you. This, I told you this would be fun. <laughs> Holy shit, we definitely are going to have to do this again, because this is 
This is showing some true bizarre ideas. And and this was scary as fuck where you started, right? We were all like, oh, yeah. shit, we have nothing to going in. We're just going to pick some random shit. <laughs> but, like, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I could actually see us doing regular specials with this. Like, all right, folks, give us some more. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, okay, so. Oh, shit. All right. So we have a six-issue comic book series with what six right six main characters or eight main characters yep. right who are like mice who are it's being terrorized by what we eventually find out is sylvester disguised as the trapster and <laughs> it's like a it's a a screwball or splat stick horror set in the 90s where we have McGruff the crime dog and Spuds McKenzie trying to solve the murders <laughs> and like find the survivor before the trapster gets them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is this is interesting and I would absolutely read that premise. Like if somebody elevator pitched that at me, I'm like I'd read it. Yep. I'm like let me see what happens. I need to know. I'm going to pre-order the hardcover right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, holy oh, shit. Jesus All right. Okay. So uh, <laughs> this is pretty crazy, but we did say that we were going to tell a story. And while we have a lot of really cool ideas, we don't really have like a story proper yet. Of course, you know, we're not going to go through everything like beat by beat with dialogue, but I think we should name our characters, come up with who the, our eight people are, our eight mice, and then, yeah, let's just kind of walk through some of the mousetrap kills, like, you know, some fun horror movie traps and figure out how do we get to the mistaken identity where we have like, you know, uh, the, the three uh, rats in a trench coat. And then eventually we find like the real trapster. And don't forget, we still have a wild card coming. <laughs> oh, fuck, we do, don't we? Shit, I forgot about that. Oh, oh crap. Crap. Okay. That's that's like sadistic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let's just start by naming characters. Okay, so we already have McGruff and Spuds, and I don't want to totally give away the secret of like, hey, Sylvester's coming. So that begs the question of do we have characters that are named like in reference to other like fictional mice, you know, to kind of, or do we have actual fictional mice from other properties, you know, like <laughs> some, some character named Pinky, you know, from like Pinky. And the <laughs> <Ranch>. <laughs> um, or do we just not do that at all because we don't want to like, you know, give our, give a, give our secret away too fast. Yeah. I think we, we don't want to give the secret away. So we, we just name, we just name our characters. So like, um, I mean, let's say we're going to have eight people. We obviously can have a a variety of both, you know, men and women. So, yeah. So let's just go with uh, some, you know, standard character names. And I think we should oh, have. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you because oh, yep. I, I just thought of something. Pinky, right? Pinky in the brain. I mentioned that one random anthropomorphic like uh, rodent character. Mm -hmm. not, not really thinking anything about it, but pink is a color, right? And the mice in the game are different colors, the pieces that you play as, right? There's a in the picture I'm looking at, there's a blue one, a red one, a green one, and a yellow one. Do okay. we wanna do we wanna just for fun, like maybe work the colors in there somehow? Anyway, sorry, what were you gonna say? I mean we we absolutely could. I mean maybe they're wearing that color jacket or something like that. Um 
you know, yeah, I think I think we could do that. But no, I was going to say, like, because they're animal characters, like we, we could have like, you know, like, I don't know, like a, like a Ted and like, a, a you know, a Bill and stuff like, you know, Mary, stuff like that. But then have like one of them be named something like Spike or, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Chompers or Cheesers or something like that. Or, oh, what's what's Scabbers? <laughs> scabbers, yeah, something, something like weird that's clearly like a pet name, you know? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people who name their pets like, you know, normal names. Like, I mean, I, I definitely have a tendency, like, I mean, my cat's names are Rufus, Edgar, and Bella, you know? So yeah, yeah. I tend to do that. But then there's also, like, we had a turtle named Snappy Face, you know? So... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, this is good. I, I like this. Uh, we we did already use you mentioned like Ted. I know you're just kind of throwing yeah. a name out there, but we did actually already use Ted for one of our mice characters. I mean, I, I was I was kind of joking, but yeah, you know, Ratso, Fatso, and Ted. Why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it'd be kind of funny too if we had a character who was actually just called Mary Sue and she was the Mary Sue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, I'm writing it down. Okay. So she. So one of our characters is named Mary Sue. <laughs> okay. So we're we're gonna have Pinky. We're gonna have Scabbers. We're going to have Mary Sue. We're going to have Mrs. Frisbee. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? Frizz, Frisbee. I'm putting, okay. on this, I'm putting on the spreadsheet, too. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, okay, so now we just need, like, some regular names, you know. Um, so, okay, so uh, Scabbers is obviously, like, well, okay, I'm just writing down. Scabbers, boy, Mary Sue, woman, or, well, man, woman. Uh, Mrs. Frisbee obviously is a woman. Um, Pinky, do we want to have him be in be a guy or be a girl? Uh, you know, let's definitely have him be a guy. Like that, that, that could be a joke off the you know the character from uh, yeah. and like, well, we'll just kill him off pretty early, you know. Okay. Uh, uh, so let's have so we got so we got two men, two women. So we need to have some more. So again, like another two men, two uh, two women. Sure. Uh, to keep it even. So we always use like Billy and stuff. So I'm like, I'm trying to avoid doing that, but that's always my knee jerk go to. It's like, yeah. Billy. <laughs> Billy. No, so okay. And let's do, uh, you mentioned Tom and Jerry. So fuck it. Let's just use Jerry. And okay. And then uh, Jack, why not? Right? Gen- generic. Oh, wait. What about like cheese? Like, uh, that made me think of Monterey Jack, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Wait. Cheesers would be a fun name yeah. for a mouse. And then one more. What if? Oh, some. This one has, has. We have to have one that's like kind of stupid, like over the top, like uh, Wensleydale or something. <laughs> <laughs> what about like Artemis? There you go. <laughs> Artemis. Artemis. Uh, all right. So and I'm writing this down. So we've got. Uh, let's have. Let's have Jerry. Jerry's going to be a female, just okay. so we can keep the. We can keep these. Do I have this right on the list? One, two, three, four. Uh, oh, Cheezer, Artemis can be, Artemis should be a female. Yes. So Pinky, Scabbers, Mary Sue, Mrs. Frisbee, Jerry, Jack, Cheezers, and Artemis. So it, that's a pretty good mix of characters and yeah. like just totally random sounding. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, we have our two detectives. <laughs> who are, oh. we're, we're just, so can we call them like McGruff and Spuds or should we call them like Gruff and Kenzie? Just, you know what I mean? I like, think Gruff and Kenzie. I like that. So Gruff is the old grizzled and Kenzie is the young, the young upstart. Yeah. Cause they both have like a Mick or a Mac in their name. So we'll just take that off. So, and then we have, of course, the trapster and his minions uh, which would be, what did you call them? <laughs> Ratso, Fatso, and Ted. <laughs> Ratso, 
Fatso and Ted. Now, of course, <laughs> it's an this is in the 90s so which really it just means like no cell phones done right that's all we got to do <laughs> right but like there's got to be a character who's just randomly called like fat kid or you know porkins or chubbo or oh, whatever because yeah. they and that was really more in the 80s but and they definitely did it in the 90s too so yeah just you know like one character because you know they're fucking cruel back then oh yeah uh, <laughs> like that, that was i mean shit i i, I lived through that so yeah I, I definitely that was an ongoing thing in in the 80s and 90s name is Horace (laughs) (laughs) um but no as far as like the 90s go I I feel like the uh styles and stuff we can that's really where where it's going to shine I mean remember this is going to be a comic book so like the art style uh like like the fashion that the characters are going to be wearing so like the clothing styles um, stuff like, you know, the, the setting. So we'd see a lot of coffee shops and stuff. Maybe that's the thing. They're going out for coffee. They're all going to be smokers because it's the nineties. So course. everyone was smoking. Um, you know, we could do stuff like we could have them passing by, uh, like little shops or whatever, like on their walk home from wherever they're going before they get abducted by the trapster. Um, mm-hmm. can, can have them like passing by like an outdoor cafe with like, you know, I saw the sign playing in the background. <laughs> so like we just see the lyrics of it, like, you know, with yeah. the sing song music notes around it, you know, shit like that happening, uh, to kind yeah. of like firmly set it in the nineties. Oh, and you know what we should do too? Like we mentioned this should be DC. So if it's in the nineties, hell, this could even be a story that came out in the nineties, like not like a period piece, but like, right. like it's, so this is vertigo, right? Oh, and, Absolutely. And I know that, like, that sort of, like, slave labor, giant the homicidomaniac, like, you know, gothy style didn't mm-hmm. really hit until, I would, I think, a little bit later in the decade. But, yeah. like, I'm just picturing eight characters, yeah, all walking down the street, all hunched shoulders up, and they're, you know, they're all wearing black, and they're all smoking, and, you know, and, and they're just, they're having this one of these conversations where it's like a Kevin Smith or uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, where they're just bitching about pop culture, so of course they're going to complain oh, yeah. about, like, Friends and Seinfeld, and like, you know, <laughs> that ain't real life, man, you know, and it's, you know what I mean, it's like... Absolutely. <laughs> And, and and this opening sequence, like we have to have some like ominous figure who's like in the very in the foreground, like a silhouette of like the, you know, the my, the rats in the trench coat so that we immediately on page one think, oh, shit, like there's something creepy. But then we have a, I don't know, two or three page sequence in the first issue where we just you would write the conversation, right? Because you, you're the dialogue guy. You can write some mm-hmm. great conversation where we, we get to know who all these eight characters are because they're all going to like re- reveal their personality. Like, you know, there's like the goth one and like oh, the ex, yeah. the ex jock one. And like, you know, the guy who's always like, you know, skeeving on the girls. And like, mm-hmm. the, of course, Mary Sue's the overachiever. Who's like, I only hang out with you guys. Cause it's, cause of our study group, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, right off the bat, Cheezers is definitely going to be like the the stud, like the guy who's trying to get like all the girls, because that just is hilarious to me that his name is Cheezers. And like he's like the 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 ladies man, like he's the popular, I mean, the ex jock type of thing, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And then we got the, the one guy who's uh, who's just like Scabbers should be like he's the he's the horn dog like you know dork he's the oh the, yeah he's the grunge from gen 13 you know <laughs> <laughs> the comic relief of the yes group. he's always like hitting on the girls and they're always like hey you you know <laughs> pinky has to be the nerd oh oh yeah for sure it, uh, 
Yeah, the, you got to have the nerd. Got to have the nerd. Uh, the Mrs. Frisbee is like the older uh, uh, person who's like gone back to college, like after her like kids grew up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god, I love that. <laughs> like, so, oh, I forgot the character's name from Community, but there's a character on Community like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah. So, and she's only hanging out because, you know, again, this is like, this is a study group from like the college. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what what if it, it's also like kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, she's she's divorced. She has her kids are are are, are her kids are grown. You know, yeah. kind of off doing their own thing. And it's like she's she's going to college because she's trying to like get a better job, better herself, et cetera, et cetera. But she's also kind of like experiencing the life she never really got to have because maybe she had kids really young. Mm-hmm. So it's like while she's a very maternal for all these these teens, she's also kind of like wanting to be one of the gang type yeah. of thing. Like she, maybe you know? maybe she didn't really she didn't get to go to college because she got married like right out of high school and got pregnant right away when she was like 17. And like, yeah, kids. and like she had a great life, but she never got to like go away to college and like, you know, live it up and be fun. And now she's like, yeah, she's divorced and she's like, fuck, it, I'm going to be like 19 all over again. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, she's still she's still watching out for them all. Like, you know, but she's also kind of having the drinks and smoking the cigarettes, too. You know? Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. And then we have to. So, well, well, let's make uh, Jerry is Jerry or Artemis the goth. I kind of, uh, Artemis has to be the goth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, ch- the chain smoking goth, like cure fan, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. She's wearing the Bauhaus t shirt and has yeah. the Doc Martens that are all scuffed up. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, Artemis isn't her real name, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. She's like, call me Artemis. Like, you know, it's, it's her chosen goth name. Like, all right. All right, Jacqueline, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, she. she she could have like some some really like weird name like Helga or like Helga, uh, yeah <laughs> something like that. No no no, call me Artemis. <laughs> <laughs> or her her name is actually like you know Buffy or like Bobby Sue or something. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> oh I love it. Da- damn it, mom! I told you to call me Artemis. <laughs> <laughs> but Buffy, like you used to love cheerleading. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hang out with those anorexic women. <laughs> those anorexic posers. Exactly. There you go. Okay, so Jerry. Jerry is our um uh and, and I don't mean to be offensive when I say this, so here's the subtext. So Jerry is the women's uh softball team captain. Yeah. <laughs> if, well, if you know yeah, what I mean. She, she's kind of our uh like um I'm kind of like picturing like the sporty, like sporty spice, you know, yeah, like exactly. I, I picture like, you know, she's, she's definitely, she plays the sports, you know, she's kind of like, you know, she ain't afraid to get down and dirty, like, you know, get in the mud, kind of almost like a tomboy type of thing. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I mean, and these are all stereotypes. We have to realize yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, it's, it's a horror comic, of course. So we yeah. got to use the stereotype. <laughs> so out of our, out of our guys so far, we have the nerd and by nerd, like, it, this has got to be like the real like big bang theory type oh. of shit like super nerd like we're, we're fucking we're talk- dork <laughs> yeah we're talking that that guy i forget his name and and I, i'm omay i know you're screaming at your your uh, phone right now but um the the guy he was the stereotypical 80s nerd he was in like he was he shows up in critters too he mm. was in uh was it midnight run um the guy who has or midnight madness i think it's called yeah midnight madness he's like the he's got the big glasses and the short black hair and i i can't for, oh, i can't remember his fucking name i just googled it eddie Deason. yes so he's yeah. that type of a look like that that dork 
Where I feel like, like I feel like Pinky, the character, might have been based on him. <laughs> right, which is kind yeah. of funny. Which is kind of funny, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He's in Greece too. That's probably where people would know him from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Greece. Yeah. The the average person would know him from Greece, not us. (laughs) Yeah, I'm over here naming movies that people have never heard of. I I know him from War Games. You know. (laughs) Um, But now, so Jack should be our Fred character. He should be like the team leader. Kind yeah, of. we need we need a we need a, we need a normal guy. That's kind of where I was going yeah. with that when I backed up to Pinky because we have like yeah the the nerd and the jock and the horn dogs. We need like a regular dude. You so know? it's Jack Everyman. Yeah. <laughs> so who survives? Who dies first? We know Pinky dies first. Who survives? Um, I think we should we should leave that up to how the story takes us. because uh, I I have a couple ideas. Um, but I don't want to give them away just yet. Okay. So I think okay. So let, let let's break it down. So issue one, we we need to establish our characters obviously. So let's do let's do a cold opening with uh, Gruff and Kenzie investigating a murder. Okay. So we have them kind of like you know in the mean streets of whatever we go, capital city. You know, we'll just call it something weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know that there's like this rundown part of of town, and they 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 keep finding like you know either maybe maybe it's something really gruesome like they're finding pieces of victims um so like an arm or a hand or whatever and you know we so we open it with with like you know kenzie being like oh my god it's just like all the others you know and gruff being like this guy's a real sick son of a bitch you know like (laughs) kind of like the 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 dark gritty detective dialogue that that, you know (laughs) the stereotypical dialogue so we have them like we see the cops we see the roped off crime scene blood body parts chalk outline etc etc now we smash cut to our group of uh, of mice, maybe they're coming home from uh, a concert, you know, like maybe it's like that's how they know each other, the whole study group. But they went they had a night out. They're like, fuck it, let's go out and have some fun. They go to a concert and they're walking back, maybe bitching about how their new stuff isn't as good as their old stuff. And like <laughs> we have that whole like elitist music argument that was big in the 90s. Like you can't like Pearl Jam if you like Nirvana, you know, so like. <laughs> That type of bullshit, right? So yeah, we, for sure. We have them, and we and we get. It's almost like the the scene in Return of the Living Dead where we meet the punks, and they're all just mm-hmm. talking over each other. Yeah. So they're like walking down the street. All of them are smoking. You know, like Mrs. Frisbee is in the back, just kind of looking happy to be part of the group. You know, and like everyone's just kind of like talking over each other, bitching about the band. Someone's bitching about like how there were too many people in there. Maybe like you know, Jack or uh, Artemis is like there was that really creepy guy who kept rubbing on me, like just bitching about the whole events, right? So maybe they decide well, they're going to take a shortcut. You know, the stereotypical horror movie thing. Oh, let's take a <laughs> shortcut down here. Oh, I don't think we should. Ah, eh, fuck it, it's quicker. They start walking, and this is where, like, when we see them walking, this is where we see, like, the thing you had mentioned of the the foreground shadowy character watching them, right? So yep. before they decide to take the shortcut, we see them watching from across the street. Um, so, of course, we're going to have them go down this shortcut. One thing's going to lead to another. We're going to see, like, maybe the shadowy figure, like, come up behind them and then, like, you know, kind of, like, make it make it look like they're surrounded, Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where we find out that it's actually Fatso, Ratso, and Ted, like three, three <laughs> little rats. And they, like, attack them and knock them out. So then we're going to, you know, turn the page to have the big reveal page with, like, maybe the title of the issue and, like, the, the writer's credits and all that of, like, all of the mice waking up on a rooftop of an abandoned building. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I like this. So we should where we should go from here is we have to find a way for the trapster to, like, 
introduce himself. If it were like a modern movie, they would they would be left with like one cell phone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it would be like it would be like fucking Simon says in like you know Die Hard with a Vengeance, like you know calling mm-hmm. the payphones or whatever. Yeah. So I like this, and we should establish a couple of characters in that conversation that the readers are going to think are probably going to be kind of important. And of course, you know, we can kind of play with that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Artemis, Artemis has got to be the one who's like insisting to go down the dark alleyway and like, what are you scared? You know, and then, <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. And then of course you're going to get like, you know, cheesers, you know, he's like the jock he's not going to admit to being scared. And, you know, uh, scabbers is going to be like, you know, wait up guys. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so they end up on this roof. I think it'd be fun if, like, every character had, like, one thing. Like, their backpacks are gone or whatever. Like, their their keys, their, you know, whatever they had on them is missing. But they're all left with, like, one thing that they can use as a tool. Like, one yeah, guy's like, got, like, a, like, like Artemis a, has her lighter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Right. So there's like one person has like their their key to their to their truck and one per yeah, there's the lighter and maybe one guy's got a pen, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they they'd have at least a couple of rudimentary tools, you know, like uh maybe, you know, Jerry, they're the jock, maybe they just have like a ball, like a softball for some reason, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um and I don't necessarily think we have to, like, figure out how they use every single one of these tools as we go along. I think it'd be a fun little thing where they're like, hey, what's this in my pocket? Like, you know, why do I have this? You know, I just have a pen and all my ID is gone. My keys are gone. My wallet's gone, you know. And then right. they all do. But they all do that until finally one of the characters, they pull out like a. Maybe it isn't a cell phone. We could we could do a cell phone in like the late we, '90s. It could be like no, a walkie-talkie or something, you know. I say we we just take a book, uh, take a page right out of Saw, and have like it's a tape recorder, and it's got because okay. it's got a tape. Hell, maybe it could even be like when they wake up, they're like, "Where the fuck are we?" And there could be like a big neon because remember we're we're playing off of Looney Tunes and and cartoons, a mm-hmm. big neon arrow. Like remember how uh, like Batman Forever, all of the graffiti was like that neon paint. Yeah, um, there you go. So we have like this big neon arrow pointing to a little tape recorder sitting on a on a, a like a stool that just says play me. So they play it okay. and then mm-hmm. the trapster talks to them and explains, you know, you have so many minutes or like so many hours to survive my game. Um, you know, and and if you if you can make it to the other side of the city by, you know, by maybe daybreak or something like that by like 6 a.m., you know, mm-hmm. you, you you win. Um, but if not, you know, you die like one of those types of things, like where it's like we set the stakes immediately like this guy. It's it's totally Jigsaw. Like he's like, I want to play a fucking game like it's yeah. Mousetrap the movie. Um, so or Mousetrap the comic book. So, yeah. So we, we have them like, like, what do you what do you what what is this? What is this? Some kind of joke like this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. The, blah, blah, blah. Have them all freak out and then have like the tape ends with your time begins now. And so clearly he's watching them, maybe like, uh, you know, he may be even using Ratso, Fatso and Ted, like <laughs> watching from other rooftops, like using walkie talkies to communicate with him. Um, but it's like, so, oh, yeah, he played the tape, boss, you know, and it's like as soon as that happens, we see like a panel of like the Dr. Claw style villain <laughs> hit a button and like maybe the roof starts to collapse. So it's like they got to get off of it, like pieces of maybe there's like, yeah, t- charges inside the building that are blowing up parts of the roof so it's clever they're like holy shit what do we do <laughs> like and there's no like fire escape or anything so that they're like they're looking around they see the boards and they start to figure out like we got to get them across maybe you know jack being the leader is like 
we got to get the boards across the building. Come on, come on, everybody help each other, everybody. And like Pinky's just spazzing out like, what do I do? What do I do? And the ground blows up beneath him. and He just fucking falls into the abandoned building and gets like impaled on a pipe or something. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Right. Just up the stakes for everybody else. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. I love this. And I want to back up just a minute because I was thinking of all these like items they're going to have in their pockets. There's like eight people. So um, but you mentioned, too, that we could use right off the bat, which is uh, one, they're going to have a timer. So Mm -hmm. what if one of the items that the person has is like a watch, but it wasn't their watch. They like find it in their pocket, but it's already set to like a three minute timer or a two minute timer or whatever it is. Right. Okay. So so like when the tape says like, you know, and start the start the, you know, the stopwatch now, you know, and it's like they don't do it right away until they hear like this boom and this floor starts, you know, to fall in the ceiling starts to fall in. And and then, you know, whoever's got the watch on, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, know, cheesers. It's just like, Oh shit. Oh shit. And like push the button. It's like, you know, Oh fuck. We we lost. What was it? Five seconds, four seconds. Fuck. You know? And it's like, cause we got to start ramping up like the tension immediately to make it scary for the audience too. Mm -hmm. And, and even like you even mentioned doing like neon signs to like the tape recorder. And I'm a hundred percent fine with that. I don't want to, you know, uh, step on that. But, uh, um, what if, because they need to be able to continue to get messages from, um, what's his name? The trapster. Mm-hmm. So what if one of them has a Walkman or like, you know, it was like they, they had it with them before and now they still do, but like, Hey, my tape is gone. What the fuck is this tape? You know? And mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun if it was like a Walkman. Cause then it's like, you only have like two or three people who can like listen to like the message. And so again, it ramps up the tension. Cause then you got, you know, the other five, six people who are like, what does it say? What does it say? And they're trying yeah. to like explain it. And it's just, it kind of increases the chaos. And then you're going to have some, at least some characters, you know, like you're going to have Mary Sue, for example, who's like, ah, oh, bullshit. It doesn't say that. Until the fucking ceiling starts falling in, you know, and uh, <laughs> yes, you know, um, just just ways to kind of keep the dialogue going. And so every character immediately is going to, you know, either believe it or not believe it. And then either, you know, you know, try to help or not help or panic, you know, so like, you know, because they're all like obviously individuals and, you know, P- Pinky was never going to make it. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no, he's screwed. <laughs> um, yeah. So so they get off the. Yeah, they work together. Uh, you know, maybe one of them had a screwdriver or one of them had like a bungee cord or whatever, like as their object. They put some boards together. And again, real like tense moment where we, we can maybe even like end the first issue with, you know, like Pinky dies. And then now we have this like splash page on the last page where it's like one character is like 10 feet out on this tiny little plank, like over this alleyway. And it's like, you know, end it right there. Oh shit. Are they going to make it? You know? Yeah. Well, like <laughs> rubble and shit shoots in the sky behind them. Like, yeah. cause it's like blowing up behind them. Like, ah, and of course you've got like, uh, like scabber. who's just like, hurry up. And cause he's trying to like rush onto the board and they're like, no, no, stop. Wait. You know, it's like, there's just panic all around. You just, end it right there if i was right. reading that i'd be like oh shit <laughs> like I wonder, what happens next what's going on you know <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so yeah so like issue two we, we would kind of open up with like we would see them getting across to the other side like everyone except for pinky obviously so pinky's gone um have them all freaking out of course you're gonna have to have the argument scene so they're all gonna argue and bicker amongst each other you're like why did you make us go down that fucking alley you know that kind of like they're gonna be fighting amongst each other so we have another one of those dialogue moments and then we pan out 
and maybe see like, you know, I don't know, Ratso watching them from another rooftop with binoculars smiling and then like <laughs> saying something into a walkie talkie. So now, you know, it's like we're getting a little bit more of the behind the scenes. So like, you know, Ratso's like, you know, they they made it to the next roof, boss. You know, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, you have the, the word balloon come out like, oh, wait till they see what I have next for them, something like that. Um, so they get to the roof and there's absolutely nowhere else they could go. Like they can't jump off the other side. There's no, um, you know, no fire escape, but there's a door leading into the building. So it's like you, you have to go into the building. <laughs> I was going the same place. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and again, just to kind of like tie it back to the board game and just to kind of be silly too. like every one of these little traps should have like a little like a uh, triangular like mouse like sticker or something. So like or not not mouse uh, cheese, like a little triangular yeah. cheese. So like there's like a yellow cheese sticker on the door. And of course, they're going to argue like. Well, we can't go in there, obviously. Like, you, you know, whoever this is, like, they want us to. It's like, well, where else are we going to go, you know? And right. It's like, and it's like, again, kind of ramp up the tension. They're going to keep arguing. And eventually, you know, you know, like Jerry and, you know, Jack are going to be like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's go. You know, and like, you know, and then they're going like, to creep through the door, you know, and um, <laughs> it'd be funny, too, if maybe one of them walks up to the door and like, oh, shit, it's locked, guys. And then Jack's like, get the fuck out of here. It's not locked, you know? And like, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yes, yeah, so, okay. So, so we have that whole back and forth, right? And as soon as they finally decide, like, yes, we're gonna go through the door, we're gonna open the door. They open the door, and then we hear something clicking. Like we hear like a. So they're looking around, like, what the hell is that? And of course, as the as the reader, we're gonna see like a bunch of mini panels where it's like we see two gears turning. You know, we see like maybe like a ball, like a big steel ball being like pulled back. And then, like, it gets dropped and, like, maybe the stairs start collapsing out from underneath them. And they're like, crap, 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 crap. And have to, like, make their way down the the scaffolding of the building as it's, like, slowly collapsing around them. Yeah. Oh, and see, in the board game, there's the, like, these stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's, like, they're all at different directions and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so you mentioned, like, scaffolding. So are they going – so they're – they're inside the building, but, like, yeah, like, the stairs fall away or whatever, right? And yeah, it's like, so it's, like, building pieces. is, like, it's, like, hollow inside because it was, like, you know, half-built or whatever, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking of, like, you know, it, it's it's a condemned building, so, like, like the, the mm-hmm. floors have fallen in, but, like, the stairs are all rickety and old, so, you know, you hear the clicking and, like, you know, because there's a whole marble that gets dropped. I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. have, like, mm-hmm. a big steel, like, a big cannonball type thing, like, drop and, like, break through the stairs in front of them. And now they're like, holy nice. shit, like, what do we do? And, like, yeah. they got, like, you know, like, hands across the hallway type of thing, like, make their way down the broken, huge pit of stairs to, like, try to, like, scurry around the, what's <laughs> left of the building. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It, it's reminding me of, like, the end of, like, Batman 89 or, you know, something yeah, like yeah. that. Where it's, like, you know, there's those scenes where he was, like, kind of crawling on, like, the edge of, like, the steps that fell away. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it'd be awesome. And, of course there's got to be a scene where like somebody falls or they grab them. You think they're going to die, but Oh no, they grab them at the last second, you know? Yep. And, uh, but you mentioned too, like having like this big metal ball, like fall through the ceiling. Um, I think this would be a good place for like Jerry, like our, our softball, like jock, you know, maybe she's like, you know, I got a guys and like, like there's like this giant, like metal bowling ball, like coming at him and she's going to try to like, you know, catch it or dodge it or knock it out of the way or something, you know, like mm-hmm. it is this very st- sort of stereotypical, like, you know, Oh, it's a, it's a ball and I'm a ball player, you know, and this thing's going to just like bounce at like the last second off of like a little, like broken piece of wood. And she goes to like catch it like a grounder, but instead it just bounces up and smashes 
bashes her in the fucking jaw like this big you know metal <laughs> bowling ball thing <laughs> and so we get this cool gore moment where like her jaw goes sideways and then she just falls backwards like into like the abyss you know into like the open building <laughs> <laughs> oh bye jerry <laughs> Yes. And and then like when when they do finally get to the bottom, they all have to they all have to walk by her, and she's like totally impaled on like a bunch of like broken wood that was like sticking up, you know, right. <laughs> like like she's on a cactus, you know. <laughs> Friggin' intestines were over the top, and like yeah, she's just like <laughs> ripped the fuck apart. Like again, as much over the top gore as we can have to like make the splat stick. Yeah, because we we gotta have that screwball element in there. So yeah, it's gotta. That's why I was thinking like, it'd be funny if she was like trying to catch this ball and it like knocks half her face off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man. So so like while that's all going on, obviously we have we have uh, Gruff and Kenzie, you know, trying to like the, trying to figure out what's going on. It's like so like maybe you know obviously people are gonna hear the explosions. Um, so there's you know there's reports of like explosions in the abandoned part of town. So Gruff and Kenzie go and investigate. And by the time they get there, they just see like the smoke kind of settling from the one building. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out like, what the hell's going on here? Like, did it just fall in? So they're investigating. So they're on the tail, but mm-hmm. they're not close enough to help. Like yeah. it's that, that whole trope of like, there there's their savior right over there, but I can't reach him like that type of thing. Um, yeah. So it's like they're, they, we see the detectives in the next building over while our, oh, our heroes are trapped in the building right next door. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got to be like they're always like one step behind, like, you know, like Prince Humperdinck following, you know, like the man in black and the princess. Bride, <laughs> yes. Where like every time you see him, they're like, there was a great battle, you know, whatever. But it's like, <laughs> but they're just like, they're just like looking, they're looking at the clues trying to figure it out. And it's like, hurry up, guys, you know, <laughs> right. exactly. Um, so so yeah so uh we we continue with you know obviously we continue along the way we've already killed off two of our characters so what do we got we got uh jerry is gone and pinky right yep mm-hmm. okay pinky jerry and jerry are gone and now so, we have we have them what on the ground floor now like do they go all the way down to like the bottom of this building and now maybe they're going to come out in like an alleyway that's like all like there's like you know cyclone fence so they, they can't get out or what i was thinking was um so they, they they're trapped in the building right so they end up having to go all the way down to the basement of the building because there's there's nowhere else to go. Like all of the the doors are like blockade, you know, like they get like chained up and 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 boarded up and all, and they can't get out. So they make their way all the way down to the basement of the building and they see like a big hole like crashed through the foundation leading into the sewer. Of course, we gotta go take them into the sewer. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're mice, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's rats in them that are sewers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because we need to have a tra- like a flooding trap. So I was thinking, uh. like, you know, they get down in the sewer, and it's like there's certain areas that, like, you can tell bars have been welded up. So they're trying to figure out like how do we get out of here, and then like they realize the water level is rising. So it's like, not only is it freaky because holy shit, we're going to drown, but we're going to drown in shit water. Like, ah. <laughs> and like, maybe we have like scabbers say that like, holy shit, it's shit water. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And he's got to be like, he's not, he's not helpful because he can't stop like retching, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and, and, and maybe a, there's like a big door and it's like one of these doors that has like the big wheel on it, like on a submarine, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, we got to open this door. Like we need everyone to pull. Like, you know, there's like six of them down. They're all trying to pull on it and it like creaks just a little bit. And they're like, keep going, keep going. But like scabbers can't help, but like keep puking because they're like, <laughs> you know, like the fucking toilet water is rising. 
do they get out of the door or like I, I'm picturing the water just going like all the way to the top. And now they're all just like swimming, trying to like keep their mouth above. And they're like, you know, find another way out or whatever. Um, oh, dude, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, yes. So, yes, that happens. Like they're trying they're fighting with the door like Jack leads them to the door like it's got to be this way. And meanwhile, Mary Sue, because we haven't had her be a Mary Sue yet. She's looking around like, no, that can't be that. That's too obvious. That can't be the right way. The room starts to fill with water. They're all choking on poo water. And we see we have a panel of her like looking down, like wide eyed underwater. And there's a <laughs> big cartoony bath plug. Like, <laughs> yes. And she yanks it out and it drains all the water away. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and and they all get like flushed, all of them. Right. Including them. They all get like flushed, like down into this like cistern. But like when they get down in there, it's like the the, the floor is like a big like a like a grate. Right. So the water mm-hmm. keeps going. It sluices away. They fall and they all get like banged up and they fall down, you know, and then they all get up like is everyone. OK, is everyone OK? Right. Yeah. But, and then they look down and Scabbers ain't OK. You know, he, he his head is like backwards because he fucking drowned <laughs> and like fell through this fucking plug and just got himself all twisted up <laughs> and, and, he's, scabbers. and he's got like fucking diarrhea pouring out of his mouth and like <laughs> there's like toilet paper all stuck in his eyes and you know and, like it's like oh god <laughs> like drowned in the toilet <laughs> well and i mean again not for nothing but how many people do the whole flush a mouse down the toilet thing like your cat kills a mouse like yeah flush it yeah you know exactly. so it makes sense <laughs> Oh up. man, but I like your, I like your point that we haven't really made Mary Sue be a Mary Sue too much yet. So I definitely think that she like Artemis kind of was like leading the way until she let him down that dumbass dark alleyway. <laughs> and I think Mary Sue definitely should be the one who like you know took charge. Like maybe she had the Walkman, you know, and or the watch. And then, but from here on out, like she's gonna be like you know everyone like follow me, do what I say, don't do anything else, whatever. And so I think the next trap, while they're down here in this like sub sewer level, it's like a like a utility tunnel of some kind. There's got to be a puzzle in there that, that she has to solve because she's so fucking smart and good at everything, you know. Right. Maybe maybe something as simple as like the, it, it looks like a dead end, like it's a bricked up tunnel. And like they, you know, they're looking around like it's a dead end. Where where do we go? And like she's looking around and she notices like a pattern on some of the bricks that kind of create between like three bricks, create the cheese symbol. Ah, and there you she's go. like, wait a second. If we push all of these bricks at one time and of course pushes them in and a secret tunnel opens up type of thing. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And the, and maybe there's like a like there's an eerie green light in there. And of course, now they're all going to argue like, I ain't going in there. No, no, you go in there. I ain't going in there. You know? Right. <laughs> but of course, you know, Mary Sue is like, get your asses in there. Like, we're getting out of here. Like, you know, I'm going to save the day. And uh, but then like, as soon as they go in there, it's got to be like they get swarmed with like millions of fucking cockroaches just come out of this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So <laughs> while they're swarming again, poor, poor Mrs. Frisbee is going to freak out. Maybe like she's afraid of bugs or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's spazzing out as like, you know, the roaches are all over. Them. And then we're going to cut over to like Gruff and Kenzie. You know, like, you know, Gruff is sitting there smoking a cigarette being like, I feel like the killer is nearby. You know, that whole thing. <laughs> And it's like, and we pan out and see like Ratso Fatso and Ted watching him like neener, neener, neener. Like, exactly. And of course, you know, Kenzie's like the young hotheads. He's like, of course he's nearby, dumbass. Like he's right here. Like we're on this trail. Like, let's go. And of course, Gruff's like, go where? Like, we got to follow the clues. You know? <laughs> we we got to, we got to. 
<laughs> we got to sniff them out, you know? That type of thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the whole time Kenzie is like freaking out. He's barking and he's like, come on, we got to go. Rah, 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 rah. We got to go. Like, this way, this way. I went, they went this way. I promise. He's like, we got to find, you know, exactly. We got we to gotta sniff out the trail and like follow the clues. And Kenzie's just like, oh, dude, come on. <laughs> so, and of course they, 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 they start finding the bodies, right? So, um, Maybe we don't see them find Pinky because, of course, there was like the building was like settling down. And he fell into that building that was like blowing up. But they definitely right. find Jerry. And maybe there's like an offhand comment of like, you know, oh, like first that body all burnt up in the building next door. And now this, you know, something like that. Yeah. Right. So now they know that like, oh, shit, they're there's something going down. That's why. And that's why Kenzie's freaking out. Like, let's go. Like, like, look at the footprints, man. Like I can smell like at least, you know, six other people. Like they went this way. Promise, you know, Mr. Bloodhound, you know, (laughs) absolutely. Oh my God. Okay. Back underground. Mrs. Frisbee is freaking out because there's like this wave of like cockroaches pouring out of (laughs) this like doorway in the wall. And she, like the other characters are kind of like, obviously freaking out. Like, you know, they're whatever swatting at them. And whatnot. Yeah, but like Mrs. Frisbee is just like frozen, like locked up, and she ain't going nowhere. Yeah, like full on panic attack. Yeah, for sure. So uh, oh, you you had mentioned a green light shining out of the room, like when when um uh forget my mom I'm forgetting her name Mary Sue Jesus it's right on the tip of my tongue <laughs> when Mary Sue like figures out the the three bricks to push and like the shape of the cheese to open the door, like the green light comes out with all the roaches. So what if, like, she looks beyond the green light? Like, she's trying to, like, uh, it's, like, squinting. It's shining right in her face. Everyone's getting mm-hmm. swarmed by cockroaches. And she notices, like, we can even do, like, the cartoony, like, big red button, like, behind the light. So <laughs> yeah. she she runs in and, and, like, jumps up and slams the big red button, which opens another set of doors. And we hear, like, maybe, like, when the doors open, we hear all this, like, grinding and clicking, like, shit's moving around and shifting. But once the doors open, we notice like what was the the big noise, and it's just like a series of like gears and like uh, cogs all turning, like leading up through like through a building. So like clearly something man made, something that somebody mm-hmm. made. So the trapster has had this all set up, um, but like okay. a shitload of gears and stuff. And then there's like one of those big cartoony arrows that we saw before <laughs> pointing to a hatch in the ceiling. Okay, yeah. It's- uh, kind of like in the game, there's this one little piece of the Rube Goldberg where there's like these little gears, but there's like these yeah. long like spokes sticking out of it. And mm-hmm. so what if it and this is making me think of that TV show. I think it's called like American Ninja or something like yep. that, where they have these games where it's like you have to hold on to these bars that are like sticking out of like a circle, like, you know, cog. And they have to literally turn it while they're like trying to climb up them, you know? Yep. So it's like this really like uh, sadistic, like jungle gym thing that they have to climb. So like they're trying to climb almost like a rock wall of these like little like rebar, you know, things sticking out. But every time they like shift their weight, like the gears are turning and then like one gear turns because somebody pulled on it and the other gear goes the other direction. And like, oh shit, somebody got knocked off. Off, you know so it'd be like really perilous <laughs> right yeah so like, yeah so, that, so now they got to figure out how the hell do we climb up all this without getting ourselves killed like through the hatch yeah okay so 
Mrs. Frisbee is all frozen up, right? So right off the bat, like Mary Sue's like, come on, guys, like I figured it out, you know, you know, all proud of herself and shit. Like, like she's kind of enjoying this a little bit, I think, right. you know, <laughs> getting a little cocky, you know? Yeah. Cause she's like figuring stuff out. Um, and I think that this gives us a chance to let Jack our like, you know, Jack, every man, you know, like Fred from Scooby-Doo type, like, let's give him a minute to like shine. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we haven't, he hasn't really done anything. And so what if like, he's the guy who is like, you know, he stops for Mrs. Frisbee and he's like, you know, come on, you know, like you can come, you can do it. And he's giving this this big pep talk while, yeah, what's it, who is left? Is it Mary Sue and Cheezers and Artemis are all like, they, they just, they start climbing. And yeah. Jack's the only one who's like, come on, Mrs. Frisbee, like you got to come with us. Like you got to snap out of it. Like, look, like they're no big deal. You know, like maybe he like picks up some of the roaches and is like, see, like whatever, like they're just bugs. It's okay. You know, and right. uh, he's kind of like showing, you know, he's kind of a sweet dude. Um, and he does eventually like get her to move. He's like, just look at me, just look at my eyes. Like, don't look around, you know. And uh, uh, I'm kind of picturing that, of course, that scene from like the Temple of Doom when they're in the underground, you know, <laughs> right. trap with like the doors coming down, and it's like, you know, just put your hand in like the bug hole and pull the lever. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, Jack oh, gets her. Dude, I'm sorry, backtrack a little bit. That would be even better. So like, in the roach room have the big red button be like covered in roaches and she has to like get in and slap the button. Sorry. I just, yeah, as no, soon as you said the Indiana Jones thing, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. And of course, Mary Sue would be the dumbass who, or she'd be not the dumbass, but she'd be like the, the cocky, like, you know, snide know-it-all where somebody like, you know, cheesers would be like, oh man, like I'm not reaching in there. You know, and Mary Sue was like, yeah, me neither. And like, she just, she takes, Something that they had, like the tape player or a pen or or the right. driver, and she just sticks it in the hole. Like I'm not putting my hand in there, you know. Like she's just like solving the problem, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, but of course, there's got to be like a like this like dark twist to this Mrs. Frisbee, like Jack, like they're having a nice moment. So yeah. So everyone's climbing these gears, and as they start climbing the gears, and they're turning like kind of inadvertently, like these weird like rebar you know handholds, uh, the gears are turning downwards too, and the floor starts to move. Right. So what if Mrs. Oh. Frisbee's like foot gets caught in like this the foot's you know the floor's moving. And of course now Jack's like, no, no, like it's okay, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. He's yelling like, Artemis, stop it! Like go to the left, go to the left, you know, like go the other way. And so they're now, you know, so of course Mary Sue's the one who's like, oh Jesus, cheesers, just go to your left, you know, it'll switch the other way and that'll move that one, blah 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 blah, you know. And then of course mm. Mrs. Frisbee just gets out, and as soon as her foot's free, like Jack lifts her up and like puts her on the, you know, one of the gears and like you know, uh, uh, cheesers, right? He's like the jock dude, so he's strong. Like he grabs the back of her jacket and he hauls her up, and then Jack's about to climb. But of course, as soon as Mrs. Frisbee gets up there uh, with with uh, cheesers, the extra weight is there, and she grabs some kind of a handle. The floor moves again, and instead of Jack getting his foot caught, like Jack's just whole freaking leg just gets sucked down, like crushed in like a meat grinder in the floor. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh my God! You could almost do like uh like a the scene from Deep Blue Sea where um you know uh Samuel Jackson is giving the big speech and then he's like yelp gets eaten so like (laughs) Jack does the whole thing of like come on we got it we got to stick together we can do this and he helps her up and then (laughs) the gears turn it's like yelp and like (laughs) yoinks his leg through yeah it's like going into like a like a paper shredder just you know (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like screaming bloody murder while the rest are like like freaking the fuck out exactly and of course like you know if he hadn't lifted up mrs frisbee like he would have been fine he could have just climbed and saved himself but you know (laughs) i I think right there we need to cut to uh to kenzie and gruff um and kind of 
figure out like what the hell, you know, what the hell they're doing. So the last time we saw them, uh, they were like one step behind. So, you know, they, they've, you know, maybe they've, they've, uh, they've found the sewer entrance mm-hmm. and like they, I don't know. Do we want them to, to, to follow directly behind them or do we want them to like maybe hear the sudden gear turning and like go outside and try to figure out what the hell the noise is? Yeah, yeah, I had a similar idea. I think right here is a good way for us to kind of like mix things up a little bit because we don't want to just have the same repetitive scene where it's like, you know, Gruff and Kenzie are like, they find a body, they find a body, they find a body. Like, what's right. the point of that? So, exactly. like, they find, so obviously they found like Pinky and like, uh, Jerry. What was her? Jerry, right? And so, yeah, I, what if that's it? Like, they're down in the sewer and like we, we, we just cut right to them. We cut right as Kenzie is like gingerly stepping over like the shit bloated body, you know, of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, what's his name uh scabbers right mm-hmm. and uh yeah and then but now the wall that they had stepped through is like closed again right like somehow it's shut again like either somebody did it on purpose or the gears shut it so but they hear this they hear the screaming and the cogs and gears and even like the this like whispering skittering noise of all the cockroaches but like they're hearing it like through the brick wall like this, okay you know? yeah yeah so it's like quiet but there's like they can't figure it out like they're they're tapping on like oh, there's, like there's like this cheese symbol here they can't figure it out mm-hmm. uh and this is where uh maybe gruff who's like the older wiser one and he's just like you know not not f this like we're going about this all wrong like you know come with me and like cut away like we'll get back to them but when we get back to them next time it's got to be that like yeah they're in like they're on like the rooftop like across the street and they're trying to figure out like okay so that's the building that collapsed that's where the sewer was so they would have to come up into this building and you know what i mean so they're trying to like you know step back and get a bigger picture trying to figure out how do we get ahead of them gotcha Okay, right. so I think what we should have happen with with Gruff and Kenzie, and I don't know, maybe maybe uh, maybe you'll disagree here, but I think we need to have them get into it with Ratso, Fatso, and Ted. I feel like okay. you know maybe there needs to be like a gunfight or something. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we do the 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 man in the trench coat thing. <laughs> yeah. And okay. Like takes a shot. Maybe he like he he like wings uh, Kenzie. Like you know grazes his shoulder, mm-hmm. and he's like, what the hell? You know they start fighting, and suddenly the trench coat like goes fluttering in the air and we just see three shadowy figures like run in different directions and they're like what the hell you know yeah exactly like they're trying to slow him down you know and going back to like the reference from seven like there's that really cool sequence where brad pitt has like he's chasing like john doe like through the rain and like falls off of a truck. oh yeah i forgot you know about I mean? that so like you get a little bit of like a conflict like they 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 almost like come face to face with like the bad guy but like not quite you know yep. um Okay, so before we get back to our our group inside, I think this actually might be the best time for us to pull the wild card. Like, what do you say? (laughs) Like, let's do it so that we kind of know where we're going, because I feel like we're getting in. We're getting close to the like the big climax. And I don't want to, like, miss the wild card and then try to stick something into the to the end. You know? Yeah, Um, that works. That works. Okay, so. Originally, I was thinking that the wild card would be this ninth element where it was going to be, I think I called it the big idea. And what I meant by that was just take one of like the straight up episode ideas that people gave us like elevator pitches. And I put I made a list of five of them like everything else. And I was just going to randomize one of them. And we were going to have to find some bizarre way of like (laughs) making it work, you know. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um. But and I'll use one example because actually several people mentioned this. Um, but like, what if we did something with like Howard the Duck? You know what I mean? Like right. Howard, the, like it was a like it was a horror movie or it was a modern MCU movie or something. But it's like, yeah, that'd be fun 
and it's not that's not out of the question but i have no idea how that fits into this and i feel like we've we've already put eight random elements together and made a pretty cool story i don't want to shoot it in the foot with this dumb wild card yeah and and i i honestly think some of these ideas that people had suggested would make great episodes on their own so it's almost Mm -hmm. like why why waste it trying to shoehorn it into an idea that already that we're already like halfway through you know so like why not save it and be like all right you know what for another time uh Mm -hmm. just challenge ourselves we're gonna say you know you know howard the duck whatever like we'll do a howard the duck episode Mm -hmm. and try to do like try to make something up for it um like like uh you know howard the duck tv show or howard the duck uh as part of the mcu or something like that yeah um you know, so I, I yeah, I, I like the idea of holding on to those for another challenge episode. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but I had a couple of like leftover ideas. Uh, so uh, bear with me just a second. I think I have a cool idea. So we can still do a wild card. And we, again, we are we already did medium genre era property style type cliche trope. One thing we didn't do is twist, right? <laughs> it's, so it's a twist. <laughs> and, and, it, and it makes perfect sense for the wildcard category to be a twist, like a random twist that nobody's expecting, including us. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, so as, as much as we can expect it, uh, I do have I did. Uh, I have a couple of ideas here. I think I have enough to do five. Right. So, yeah, let, let me let me put this together real quick. So we've got uh, sudden romance uh, heel turn. That's a great one. Mm. Um, a genre change. Um, you know, where like a story just goes in a weird direction. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, you had mentioned uh, at one point, like the main character loses a limb in like a lot of cool stories, you know? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And I always think of like the Walking Dead comic book because it was like so out of nowhere. Oh, that was (laughs) such a shock when that happened. It was like, holy shit. Uh, and then the one that I, I'm I'm going to add to it because I had it in my I had it on my list of like, you know, just in case we needed like something, I have some random ideas like I, I actually had this as a as a trope, but as a twist, let's make it a minor character who is more important than you think they are. Uh, OK, right. Um, so and this is actually what made me think about doing this right here, because we don't have a lot of minor characters, but we just talked about Ratso, Fatso, Ted, Gruff and Kenzie. So I was like, okay, let's do this right now. So it's still going to be random, but if that one comes up, it's like, okay, this will be a good place to do it, right? Gotcha. Okay, so here we go. Randomizer to the twist, and we get minor character more important than you think. I swear I didn't plan that. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Totally random. Uh, The listeners are going to be like, yeah, I call bullshit on your bullshit. But no, no, for real. (laughs) That was completely random. Um. But really, any of these could have worked. So, uh, okay, so minor characters are more important than you think. I don't want to do it yet, like right here, because we did talk about, hey, let's cut away after our, our little, like, tussle in the alleyway with Mackenzie and Gruff and the, um, what do you call those guys? The little henchmen dudes in oh, the trench rat, coat. <laughs> Ratso, fatso, and Ted. <laughs> uh, so let's cut back to our group, and then, yeah, we'll figure out some way to, to do minor characters more important than you think. Oh, this is going to be weird. Okay, trying to figure out. Which which one of the minor characters? You know? I know who is it? Because so far, like the minor characters seem to be the the two cops and the henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, granted, we have you know we had eight main characters, but like we've killed off four of them already. 
I know, right? I mean, we could do that thing where it's like, haha, Pinky wasn't really dead, you know what I mean? And like minor oh, character yeah. because he was like the first one to go, like the the one you expect the least, you know. But gotcha. uh but I don't know yet. So I just like that idea. I'm glad it came up. Either that one, I was kinda hoping for that one or heel turn, but yeah, either way. I, I like heel turn as well, but but yeah, we got uh so we still have Mary Sue, Jack uh or no, Jack's dead. He got ripped yeah. into the gears. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mary Sue, Mrs. Frisbee, Cheezers, and Artemis. Okay. So yep. we, mm-hmm. we gotta we have those two. Or those uh four? Yeah, four. Four, um, yeah, four okay. left. So we so I know we weren't keeping track of issues, but I feel like that was issue three that we were just in with the bugs. Um yeah, so. so so we'd we'd be on to the next issue by now, I'm sure. After we'd probably end issue three with the gunfight uh mm-hmm. between Gruff Kenzie and the three henchmen that they think is one. They think it's some shadowy figure like shooting them from the shadows, you know, and then they, they pop a couple rounds off and suddenly you see the three run in different directions. It's like, what the hell? And like kind of like end the issue there, like a cliffhanger. Yeah, um, or, it was like Kenzie's like holding the like empty trench coat in like a, you know, like a an alleyway with like papers blowing down. And it's like, where'd they go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, he's, he's like bleeding from the arm, still all pissed off looking, you know. <laughs> It would be it would be a perfect for like uh like Michael Avon Oming like from his Powers comic where yes. he was always always drawing these really great like black alleyways with like random papers fluttering around you know yep <laughs> it was like the most noir thing <laughs> yeah it was such a great little touch oh, um, okay so now we're into our second half I think this is good yeah so four of our characters are dead that's half of our group we're halfway through the series we've switched up the format of like the uh kenzie and gruff you know side story so yeah i think we can kind of like you know chug along here so back to our group let's let's open up the this issue with like you know like some danger but almost like a a little bit of like a you know pulling the carpet where it's like the first page will be they're on the top of this like gear thing and one of our characters is like hanging off like you know oh my god save me like you know so like you know peril on the first page but Mm -hmm. of course like by page two you know like mary sue uh and uh uh, cheesers are like you know pulling up whoever it was you know uh mrs frisbee uh yeah who who else is alive artemis uh, yeah artemis mrs frisbee cheesers and uh mary sue. yeah so what if we do this like so we we open the issue we have like we'll have mary sue and cheesers like standing or no mary sue and artemis standing on either side of like the hatch that was in the roof at the top of the gear tower mm-hmm. um and like reaching in and we see like cheesers like trying to pull himself up and mrs frisbee like desperately holding on to his tail like she okay. lost her footing and she's like, oh, my God. Like, so he <laughs> he's trying to, like, pull his own weight up with her dangling off his back. Because remember, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the ex jock, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the so, big dude. So that's cool. So, so we, we, then we can kind of start off with like a little, you know, a little action in that first page. Yeah. So they all, you know, of course, they all help her up. You know, they, they so by by page two, we're good. Um, but it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. The gears like remember that from last issue. Jack got killed. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't want Mrs. Frisbee falling in there. Oh, poor Jack. Um, <laughs> he totally went out like <laughs> Sam Jackson. I love it. <laughs> like, yoink. Maybe it wasn't just a limb. Maybe he just got, like, yanked into the gears. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I think he just got like his. No, it was like his leg went down. It was almost like uh, oh, I can't even think of a good example, but like his leg gets sucked down, and then he's like, oh my god, guys, help, help! And he's screaming, and then it's like the gears turn again, and then like and it like wrenches him down to like his stomach, and he's just screaming, and like oh. blood's blood's coming out of his nose, and then it turns again, and it wrenches him down to his shoulders, and it's just like you see his like head get crushed, like that, like that one kid in Maximum Overdrive who gets crushed by the steamroller, and his oh, fucking god. head, his head pops. You know what I'm talking about? Like an overripe <laughs> watermelon. Exactly. And then you have nothing but like his hands are sticking out. Just, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, and so here on page four, yeah, they get out. And then you have Mrs. Frisbee who like looks down the hatch, you know, like how, how high up they came. You know, like, oh, I can't believe we made it. And then at the way by at the bottom, you just see like these two hands sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> It almost reminds me of uh, in uh, the, the one of the final sequences of Texas Chainsaw 3D. There's, you know, those, those like grinding machines where they, the things that can like grind anything, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. oh, those, those videos always freak me out because of shit like this. Yeah. That's like, what I was thinking of. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's the dude, uh, in Chainsaw, he's hanging onto the edge and Leatherface just cuts his hands off and the guy slides down into the grinder and is like, bar, bar, and just, pulls oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, I feel like that would happen with Jack. He's just like, ah, bar, bar. just gets grinded up. <laughs> And he has to make that sound. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a splat stick story. We've already established that. Like this, of course, <laughs> it's totally in line with what we're doing here. Okay, so now we have to figure out where they are. So they started like blacked out on the top of a building. They went. The building was collapsing. They went down as the whole building collapsed into this like basement sewer level. Well, they or, went. They went across to the next building, and then that's there was right. No, nowhere to go but inside they had the bit the door like was the only way in so they go inside and it was like the weird stairway going down but like most of the floor was already destroyed and then yep. the giant balls started dropping on the stairs breaking <laughs> the stairs away so it was like cannonballs from the ceiling dropping you know and that's when jerry was like i got it and tried to catch one and like gets her face destroyed i don't got it I don't um, got- yeah <laughs> uh yeah so uh yeah so they end up in like the sewer right and then this like weird sub basement like utility tunnel which they then just climbed out of and those gears must have been what two three stories tall at least oh yeah right yeah it was the way i'm picturing it is like when you know when a building is uh is getting demolished or a building is run down and like you have like giant holes in the floor and stuff but you still have like the shell of the building like again Mm -hmm. like in home alone 2 where it was like Mm -hmm. There was like the two floors were just completely gutted, you know, like there was that giant opening when you first walk in the front door and you fall right down to the basement. And then there was the opening on the second floor. Um, That's kind of what I'm picturing. But imagine if it was all like just broken away. And then there was just like this scaffolding of gears, like the only way to get to the ceiling, which Mm -hmm. there's an open hatch is by climbing the gear. So, yeah, like like three or four stories high. So like like an apartment building. Yeah, so they're inside. This is now the third building. So they're inside a building, and they're on, like, the third or, like, fourth floor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now I'm just trying to think, make sure that we're orienting ourselves. And I definitely want to do this, like, trust fall idea, but yeah. we, ha- we have to get to a high place. So we definitely have to, like, get them. Like, they, like, they got to keep, like, Donkey Konging up the building, you know? Right. Um, but we got we to gotta figure out what, what the next, like, death trap is that our trapster has set for them. Okay. Maybe the gear thing isn't that high. Maybe it's only two floors. So, so like, from the basement to the second floor. Okay. Um, 
So like they have that like it's it's yeah it's perilous, but they, that's why they were trying to convince Mrs. Frisbee. They're like it's not that high. We can make it because it's mm-hmm. like you know maybe the the extent of like you know one of those really big ladders <laughs> like the sure. the extending ladder. So like two floor ladder. Um, so they got to make their way up. They get to the second floor, but remember in the game there's that weird bathtub on the pipes. Oh yeah. So. Mm-hmm. What if we get to the second floor and there's just like all these like like weird scaffolding and like pipe constructs and they notice there are bathtubs above them. <laughs> oh, so they're gosh. like, oh, what the fuck? And they're just like all teetering. And then uh. like we hear the pipes start rattling like bah, 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 and then like water starts like spewing out of them from the. So like we see the pipes are they're fucking faulty and maybe some of them are like you know, weirdly capped off. So it's building up the water pressure and like the pipes are rattling and the tubs start shaking and they're like, what do we do? Like, how do we yeah. get out of here? You know, cause now they're going to get fucking crushed by falling bathtubs. <laughs> and, and I'm just picturing like what's in some of those bathtubs. You know? <laughs> right. There's some of the poo water from before. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was thinking, yeah, it, it's almost like a, it's like a lottery thing. Oh, this is actually kind of a cool thing where it's like, how about every bathtub, has like a rope ladder hanging underneath it, right? So okay. they they can look up and see. Of course, they're going to discuss this amongst themselves. They're like they can see at the top. It's almost like uh like one of these like rope uh spiderweb things you see at like playgrounds for kids, right? Where it's like yeah yeah yeah. They, they, it's like a like a like a rope net, and they can see in the very top of the ceiling. There's another one of these hatches, but in order to get up to this uh like spiderweb in the which. They're on, you know, the second or third floor, but like you said, there's no floor. So this room they're in now has like a 30 foot ceiling, right? So yeah. they need to get up to this like mesh of ropes that's in the top part of the room so they could get to the hatch. But in order to get there, they have to c- climb up, you know, one of these, you know, like uh, <laughs> rope ladders that's hanging from a bathtub. And it's like, take your pick. Like it's a lottery. Like which one's it going to be? Is it going to fall? Is it going to tip over? Are you going to make it? We don't know. <laughs> exactly. And that, and that's the thing. Like if, and remember the, the water pressure is building up in those pipes. So everything is shaking. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they got to pick the right one because if that, if that falls, like they're going down a very long drop. You know, or if it mm-hmm. falls bef- before they climb up, they might get taken out by a bathtub. <laughs> so it's like they got to they got to figure it out fast. Um, yeah. And, and we should give them a little bit of a clue. Like, again, everything's shaking. And what if one of the bathtubs like slips a little bit and then a whole bunch of like pulverized glass pours out of it? So, you know, Im- oh, so, it's, you know so immediately they're like fuck that like not that one not that one over here let's pick a different one but like because i don't want to give away like what the best thing is i was just thinking it should be something really dangerous but Mm -hmm. also like you know i don't want to just be like water but like you know that's not that's not the worst thing up there (laughs) right right no i'm just thinking like the the pipes that are connected like holding the tubs up yeah you know that are connected to the types that like those are capped off at some point yeah. So the, the water pressure is just building. We see like water like spewing out between the the, the connections mm-hmm. on the different pipes. Like everything's getting like like wet and gross and rattly yeah. and everything's shaking and they're trying to figure out where do we go. I think again we should do the, the cheese symbol because the cheese symbol is gonna mm-hmm. be like kind of the almost like the traps they're being like, I want to keep playing, I want you to mm-hmm. find it. So maybe one of the items they had could have been like uh like a black light. Like the oh, flash okay. they had, maybe it was a black light. Okay, so, yeah, like, yeah. Of course, Mary Sue is over there like, you know, what do we got in our pockets? What do we got? You know, we had the, the screwdriver, we had the pen going through. And mm-hmm. like she finds the, the maybe Mrs. Frisbee has a black light. So she's like, I have this weird little pocket flashlight. She's like, give me that and starts looking around. She notices that the black light 
and starts shining it around the room. And maybe she sees like little paw prints painted on the wall or like painted on, you know, the pipes. So she's mm-hmm. following them up. And then she notices on the bottom of one of the bathtubs, like where the drain would be, there's a little cheese symbol. Nice. So she's like, that's the one, that's the one, everybody up, you know, they start climbing up the ladder as like maybe some of the pipes start bursting. One of the bathtubs collapses through and knocks out part of the floor. They're like, go, 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 go. Just like everyone's <laughs> freaking out. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But also like there's like four people, right? And uh, Jesus is kind of a big dude. So yeah, Mary Sue figures it out. Of course, like she's the first up the ladder, you know, everyone follow me. Uh, so she climbs up. Let's have her, like, get to the bathtub, but then as she's, like, trying to climb around to, like, the top of it, that's when she notices, like, there's something, like, really disgusting in the bathtub, you know, like, uh, maybe it's just full of, like, a, like, fucking heads or something, like, you know. Yeah, like, maybe, <laughs> just, maybe, like, victim, previous victims. Yeah, and it's, like, uh, well, shit, maybe it's, like, you know, maybe uh, it's, like, you know, Pinky and uh, Jerry's heads, you know, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Ted has been busy. He's been running around. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but my point being that, like, Mary Sue doesn't want to, like, get in the tub. So she's kind of, like, hanging off the edge of it, trying to, like, reach for, like, this next pipe or this next rope that she can get to. But, like, throwing all the fucking balance off while there's, like, three people climbing up underneath her. And then, like, you start – you hear this big groan and, like, the pipes that are holding up the – the correct bathtub they all just sort of tilt over to the side so like the you know the ladder swings somebody falls off like whoever's gonna die in this room like somebody falls off the bottom of it you know the other two people like they they're climbing and they're kind of grabbing the rope next to them and it's just real panicky like just get to the top like fuck the heads just get up here and they, and whoever it was that fell like they can't use that rope because you know there's too many people and it's falling over so they just say fucking and they grab the next rope and start climbing and like they get to the they start getting to the top they're like oh this is gonna work and then before you know it like the bathtub just opens up in the middle like it has hinges on it and it's just like a bath of fucking acid that just comes down on them like you know emil from robocop oh god (laughs) (laughs) so i i feel like because jack is or uh is the only guy we have left let's not kill him off okay uh (laughs) we just rescued mrs frisbee so, right. like, do we kill her, like, immediately and just make, you know, Jack's sacrifice completely worthless? Or <laughs> do we do we take out Artemis, you know, who I, 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 I kind of like out Artemis. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Because because I, I feel like, OK, so we have we have uh, Mary Sue at the top of the tub trying to grab onto the netting to climb up to the, the hatch in the roof. Mm-hmm. And she's like tilting it, like you said, maybe uh, Mrs. Frisbee is right behind her. Jack is right behind her. And then, like, Artemis was, like, she was, like, on the floor, like, holding on to the bottom of the rope. Everything starts to tilt. And they're, like, fuck it. Like, we got to move. Like, everything's breaking apart. And Artemis, may- maybe, like, the floor starts to give way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And she she just, like, ru- like jumps and grabs onto another of, of the rope ladders on, like, the next tub over. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, you know, fuck it. I- I'll-, I'll meet you up there. So they all start climbing. She's climbing. And then, like, you hear maybe maybe, like there's a few drips of acid. Like they hit the, the rope, the rope ladder she's holding onto and she looks down at it and then looks up and just goes, Oh, fuck me. And the thing <laughs> opens and it's just acid bath. <laughs> Shlush. <laughs> I'm almost seeing this, how like uh, Sam Keith would draw it with like the floating panels. So it's like, you got the panel of like the little like bubbly drip about to fall. And mm-hmm. then like the drip, in, in another panel, like, moving, and then another drip, like, coming down in the panel, and then, like, the sizzle on the on the rope right in front of her, 
And then mm-hmm. kind of like the the larger panel at the bottom just be like the wide eyed stare like, oh, fuck, you know, like, oh. fuck me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, can, yeah. I can see Sam Keith drawing that perfectly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you nailed it for sure. Yeah, it'd be so perfect. And it, there'd be so much, like, black negative space on the page. Like, yep. pre- the previous page would just be chaos of, like, ropes and things are splashing and things are shaking and sound effects. And then you turn this page and it's, like, suddenly quiet. It's quiet because, like, Artemis has just shut everything else out because all she has noticed is, why is that smoking? <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> What's that one drip? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, like, we see, like, the big sloosh, like the giant, like green acid bath, like, like washing over her while everyone else watches in horror. And then like, once the acid falls back, like maybe we just see like, yeah, like you said, like a meal from RoboCop. She's just like dangling off the ladder and she's like, <laughs> and then just like falls back into the abyss. Oh God! You know, she, well, you know, she shouldn't have suggested they take that shortcut through the alley. It's all her fault. Exactly. <laughs> she got him into this mess. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, so, so we Artemis have gone. Artemis. Uh, yes, yeah, and it's, and this is good because I was she was actually my favorite character so far. So I'm like, hey man, like uh, you know, kill your darlings. Nobody is safe. We're gonna... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have Mary Sue, Mrs. Frisbee, and Cheezers. Now I would not have expected that the cocky overachiever, you know, like the uh, middle-aged divorcee and the <laughs> dumb jock would be the ones to survive so far. But okay, right. <laughs> but yeah. And that's the fun part, subverting expectations. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Our, our stereotypes aren't – they're not living up to, you know, expectations, like you said, so that's perfect. Okay, so we get through this another, – another hatch in the ceiling, and now we have to decide, are we in, like, yet another room? Are we now on the roof? Or um, – actually, you know what would be cool is, yeah, it's, they're on another floor, but mm-hmm. now it's, like, everything above them is, like – open like almost like you know not that the building has been like bombed but like a picture you know like a like a big concrete apartment building that's where the side of it's been bombed out right so now right it's like right open to the sky um and do we want to cut away back to kenzie and gruff first I, I think so i think well i think we, we we see them get up to the maybe they get up to the next floor as we do like a splash page mm-hmm. of them like standing in this big open room with, like you said, like one of the walls has just been like blown out, like wall and part of the ceiling. So it's mm. like they're they're up on the top floor of the building, but not on the roof and like kind of looking out like into maybe the next uh, area is like a, a empty lot or like they see like another like maybe like scaffolding of a building that was was being built or something. Mm. So it's kind of like a large open area, but there's no like street lights or anything there. So they're just kind of like looking out into the night. And then mm. we do the smash cut to like the detectives. Okay, yeah, I like that. I think uh, just in terms of our three characters, we definitely want to do this like trust fall thing where we got to get up high, and we have to have at least one character. At least one character has to like you know get you know out of the trap or get to you know meet uh, the trapster or somebody. Somebody's got to be like the final girl or boy, you know. Yep. Um, so I'm thinking probably yeah. Let's whatever's in the, maybe this open room they get to. Uh, what they're seeing above them is, yeah, you, you keep using the word scaffolding, but what if that's, it's not exactly like a construction crane, but it's those same sorts of like triangular, like metal um, arms. And they're like just sticking like straight up in the air. Right. Okay. And, and uh, I want to cut away. So like we're now I want it, but I'm thinking let's cut away and then let's cut back to our characters who are just, you know, we have to leave them desolate in this room 
with like they're like do we, do we have to climb these things but like right as like the the whole floor lights on fire or something where they're like yep i guess we have to <laughs> you know what i mean so <laughs> kind of leave them in this cliffhanger of like the floor is on fire and all they can do is like climb this crane you know right. like well, i guess we go we're going higher <laughs> exactly um but before we do that we got we got definitely have to have a kenzie and gruff scene in our issue four that we're in right now right mm-hmm. still um yeah so we cut back to them and like i said I don't really want to have them just keep, you know, following behind. So now they like went across the street to like get a better vantage, but they had their little, uh, their little run in with, uh, Retso, Fatso and Ted. And, um, what do we want to do here? Do we want to have them like see our characters? Do we want to have them figure it out? I, again, I kind of had this idea that Gruff would be like, okay, so like that's the building that like collapsed or like whatever. And then there's this other building and then we were, we were underneath the, the street here. So they must be in this building, but like, you know, before we run in there all half cock, let's see, you know, let's scope out the place. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure like what the end goal is here. So okay, so they were they they got out of the building and then they they were attacked by the minions. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they uh yeah, so there's that whole thing in the alleyway with the previous issues. So there's there's still street level, so they're on the ground. So maybe yeah, maybe we have Gruff like looking. Um, I don't know if we want to have him like you know doing the thing like he's got a notepad and is like looking across the street at the different buildings like he said, trying to figure it out and then saying like by my calculations they'd be there, you know, and then like have them kind of like looking at the building, seeing if there's anything weird about it. And uh, I don't know if we want to have them like calling for backup or anything, if we want any kind of thing like that, or if they're just going to keep on trying to see what the hell's going on. Um, Cause at this point I feel like they found two bodies. Maybe they should call for backup. Yeah. And then they, and then they had this big, okay. Well, so again, going back to, to the seven as an example, again, that's kind of what happened after Brad Pitt and, the John Doe character had their little like run in in the rain is that we, when we see them again, we see Brad Pitt again, there's all these other police around because now they have a big lead and they're in, they're investigating. So they're interviewing people and they're, you know, at this point they've like found John Doe's apartment in that movie. So like they're, you know, suddenly there's a bunch of cops around. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what it is. is they, they were there, they were investigating. They were like, shit, bodies like calling back up. They, they go across the street to get a better view. They have the run in with the, the trench coat trio. And then now, so the, now when we cut to them, the first thing we see is like, they're, they're giving a statement like at like a payphone Cause it's the nineties, you know, and yep. they're like talking to the chief and there's other cops around and maybe like, you know, you see, uh, you see Kenzie kind of like pointing like, you know, like over there, over there, like, you know, tape here and tape off that. And like, you know, don't let anyone like, you know, block off that street, you know, whatever. He's kind of like calling the shots while these other cops are like, you know, roping off the crime scene and kind of like they're just starting to, you know, slow down and investigate. And Gruff's on the, you know, the phone like, you know, you know. Yeah, chief, like, you know, we can let the boys in blue take care of this, but like, you know, we, we got to follow this lead. You know, I, I like I have a, a my gut tells me, that, you know, that that uh, this is some kind of a sick game, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> or maybe <Yep. laughs> whatever happens here. He has to, like, you know, end end this conversation. With, like, like uh, I just picture like Morgan Freeman, like, you know, kind of like looking into the camera while he's on the phone. And then he's like, you know, uh, it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Admiral Ackbar is it? But okay, I I got I got an idea that let me let me run this past you see if you like it. Mm-hmm. So so we have we have them like all like the cops are all outside. So again, it's that whole like oh my god, safety is right there, but they're you know they can't get to them. But now keep in mind, 
Cheezers, uh, was it Cheezers, um, Mrs. Frisbee, and Mary Sue are, they're like up out in the open. So mm. why wouldn't they see them? So what if we see the cops like bust into one of the buildings and it's just an apartment building? Ah, okay. They, yeah. They, when they went through that utility tunnel and climbed up, they're in a completely other building. Maybe they're like, they went under the street and they're like across the street somewhere and the cops are looking at the wrong building. Ooh, a nice, nice. Oh, you know what? We can we can kind of throw throw off the scent too because you know let's like Gruff be kind of a smart guy or or Kenzie, but like what if they saw those like cheese symbols when they found the first couple of bodies and maybe part of why they're thrown off is they're like oh it must be this building and then you know and then they're like you know uh, whatever like they point out to one of the other cops like that door there because you zoom in on it and the door has like these like triangle designs on it like it's the cheese you know like, yeah okay so, yeah yeah, yeah. Right? So Kenzie or Gruff or whoever, like, you know, they, they, they're convinced that, like, this is the right place because, like, they, oh, they've cracked the code, but, like, they're completely in the wrong place. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Because then, it, you know, it, it's it's that, I mean, it's a tried and true trope in, in like, detective movies um, where it's, like, you think that the, the heroes are closing in on the villain and then they get the wrong building and you see the villain is up to something in a completely different area. You know, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a trope that we see all the time. Like they've done it in seven multiple times. They or not seven, uh, saw multiple times. They did it in seven. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just, it's a tried and true trope for these types of stories. Um, so yeah, so we have, maybe, maybe that's where we end issue four. Like they, they bust open the door and it's just an abandoned apartment building. And they, they go like looking around and like, they don't know they have the wrong building yet, mm -hmm. but we as the reader know they have the wrong building because we're like, no, if you open the door, you would have saw gears like this ain't yep. this ain't the right building. Um, so, like, you know, the next issue we have, like, like you said, we have them climbing up that uh, that weird like, I mean, it, it's like the, like a crane, right? That's what you want them climbing up. Yeah, just something, something where we can get them up so high that by the time they get to the top, like they can look down into an alleyway between buildings and it's just pitch dark just inky nothingness you know because right because we, ha we have to have this trust jump uh so what and i was just thinking of a crane because you can get that high it doesn't necessarily have to be that it could just it, we don't even necessarily have to have them climb anything because we just had them climb gears it could just be like a bunch of like zigzaggy you know like stairwells that they like very very carefully go up and yeah it may hell maybe you know maybe they see at the top like you know there's uh that there's like a, you know, a, a rope to the next building or, you know, I don't know, something, you know, something at the top where they think, okay, we can get out of here. Like we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep playing this game and we'll go up these stairs, but when we get to the top, like we're going to go this way. But of course, you know, it's not going to work out for them when they get to the top. Right. So what about, okay. So I, I liked when you, you said, you had said the, the, like the blown out building, mm -hmm. uh, like a big chunk of it's missing. Maybe we see, um, again, we see like the arrow pointing at the building next door and uh like they have to climb across like maybe just using like the fire escape um they climb out onto the fire escape and there's like a ladder like bridging between the fire escape of that building and the fire escape of the next building so they climb up so basically they're, they're going higher like up mm -hmm. higher to another and they're and they're still moving forward they're getting up to another building and then maybe that building is like the last building on the block maybe the next like two sections are just empty lots and it's like it's mm -hmm. pitch it's pitch black there's no street lights there's no there's no electricity going over there because it's just empty lots. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's where they're like, let's save the fire that we were talking about before. Have them get to this this section like, well, what what now? Like, there's nowhere to go but down, you know, and it's like and it's it's just a fucking drop. 
And then they're like, well, I'm not going that way. Let's let's go back the other way. And then we just see fire light on the roof. <laughs> like, <behind laughs> us. like, I guess we're not going that way. <laughs> yeah. like, what do we oh, do oh. Now? oh, I love this. I love this. So let's combine these. Right. So, yeah. So they get out there. They get to this like blown out floor. And what if there is like a there's like a triangle window or something with like a big arrow on it. And they're like, nope, we're not going through the window. Fuck you. But because the building is like, you know, they, they it's like half demolished, right? To your point, there was like a fire escape and the fire escape has like leaned over so far that it's like touching the building next door. So, ah, okay. yeah, yeah. so they're like, I'm not going through that window. Like Mary Sue is going to be like, yo, you see that fire escape? Like, that's where we're going. Like, we're not, we're not going back through, you know, uh, Kevin McAllister's like little fun house here. Right. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they head up the fire, they head up the fire escape and they get to the very, very top. And as soon as they get to the top, like the, the part of the fire escape that was like touching the building next door, like they just hear like chunk and it like falls into the abyss, you know, <laughs> nice. and they're, and they're like, Oh no, like, you know, that was that an accident? Like, was that on purpose? But of course, they have to be like, well, I guess we have to go back the other way. And they go to turn around, and it's just like wall of flame. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, shit. <laughs> oh, like, because again, remember, this is a slapstick or splat stick, so we have to have those silly moments. So obviously, the trapster, haha, tricked him to go up here. You know, and now they're stuck at the top of this building that's like literally crumbling apart on a fire escape or nowhere to go there's a wall of flame like you know there's like little hidden fire jets that they can't get past there's no <laughs> fire escape to the next building there's literally nowhere to go and yeah. maybe do we want to just have them figure out like well i guess we jump but i mean they're going to assume that they're going to die Right. What what what's going to encourage them to jump and think that maybe they could survive? Like, do they see something or is there another one of those weird arrows that they suddenly have to trust? No, I think it's going to be as simple as, again, we, we we need to have Mary Sue be the one to figure it out because, you know, the whole Mary Sue thing. Have mm -hmm. her like like the rest of maybe like maybe maybe uh, Cheezers is like really afraid of fire. Like he's freaking <laughs> out, okay. Um, you know, just like, I don't want to fucking burn alive. I don't want to burn. You know, and she's like, we have to jump. And he's like, or no, 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 you know, not have him be afraid of fire. Have him be afraid of heights. Oh, yeah. OK. Um. So, like, you know, because we didn't really notice it while he <laughs> he was climbing. But remember, when Mrs. Frisbee's holding on to his tail, he's like freaking out, trying to pull her up. Maybe mm. it wasn't so much that she was too heavy. Maybe it was <laughs> terrified of falling. Um, OK, that's, that's good. I like that. Yeah, we could even so, maybe, you know. As an editor, we could go back earlier in the story somewhere and just make a mention of that. You know, they were, you know, like earlier on before he starts climbing the gears, you know, he could be like, oh, I hate high places, you know, whatever. Just yeah. Little, and then, of course, now it's going to come back. Yeah. Or um, hell, maybe, maybe even when on the, in the very first uh, uh, very first issue where they're on the <laughs> top of the roof mm -hmm. and like they have the ladder going across to the next building and have him him be like, or the boards going across the next building, have him be like, fuck, I hate heights, you know, like freaking <laughs> out about it. Um, but yeah, so like, so the, the, the scaffolding, there, there's the fire there, or not scaffolding fire escape. There's the fire, which is kind of funny that they're on a fire escape and there's fire. Um, <laughs> but, the fire. <laughs> exactly. So they're have like Jack freaking out. Like there's nowhere to go. We're going to fall. We're going to fall like freaking out. And Mary Sue is like, trust me, we have to jump. It's the only way he's playing a game with us. Mm -hmm. Like he there doesn't, you, you know, he wants us to continue the game. And then like have like Mrs. Frisbee make some ominous comment, like, what if this is how the game ends? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And have awesome. Mrs. Mrs. Frisbee just, or have a, uh, you know, uh, Mary Sue look at her with like this, this like stony look, like we're going to jump. <laughs> yeah, like, 
you're not helping Mrs. Frisbee, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then like, um, Mary Sue just turns and like jumps, you know, like jumps oh, yeah. into the blackness. Um, so like, you know, cheesers and Mrs. Frisbee are like, you know, oh my, you know, like freaking out. <laughs> okay, so let's stop here for a second. So I love this so far. I love that Mary Sue is just like, you know, take the plunge, just go. Now, this is a comic book, like, you know, fantasy slapstick horror story. So we can bend reality a little bit. But if this were reality, like if I were up there, if I were Cheezers or Mrs. Frisbee, I would have been like, hello, Mary Sue. Like, are you still alive down there? Like, yelling, right? right? But I don't want to give it away just yet because I feel like what what I want to happen is that, like, two people jump and only one person walks away, you know. Um, Gotcha. So I, I like this idea of Mary Sue just like taking the plunge, but do we then maybe have her yell back up like, oh, I'm fine. There's like a mattress down here. And then the other two jump, but like one of them doesn't get the mattress, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I like this. So we have, so we, no, we, we see Mary Sue jump so that like we, you know, had to have, like I said, the close up on the other two's faces, like, oh my God, you know, then we're going to cut back to the cops and have them like, you know, have maybe like Gruff and Kenzie are pissed off. Like Gruff is smoking a cigarette. Kenzie's pacing back and forth. And there's cops mm-hmm. around be like, the, the building's clear, sir. You know, like they're they're mm-hmm. like, we we did it, we've done a sweep of the entire building. There's there's no one here. It's just an abandoned building. And have them like freaking out trying to re- like trying to, to figure out what the hell the trapster is up to next. Mm-hmm. Um so just to kind of like remind the audience, like, hey, they're still on the case, but now their trail has turned up empty. You know, so where the hell are these people or where where these mice, um, you know, so and then we're going to. Yeah, we, I think we cut back to the the group in the alley um, and we have, you know, uh, Mary Sue say something like, you know, I'm fine, guys. You got to jump down. You got to trust me. It's there's a mattress down here. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, I'm sorry. The, the, it's gonna be a pool, right? Because it's like a pool oh, yeah, of yeah. water in the game. Cool. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it's like, so yeah. Maybe when she jumped, maybe they heard the splash before, right? But then, you know, frisbee or cheese is just like, you know, oh god, she's. I heard the splatter. Like she splattered like a balloon, you know, or whatever. Like she spluttered <laughs> like a tomato. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. But of course, yeah. Then, then Mary Sue's like, no, it's fine. It was water. There's a pool down here, you know. <laughs> so I think what we we have is we have uh, cheesers be like. He's like, okay, I could do this. I could do the have him just like jump and like spaz out, like doing the like arm flail, like ah, <laughs> like hit the water, giant cannonball splash, like big cartoony splash of water. You know, he's like, oh my god, I'm alive, I'm alive. And then while he's saying that, in the background, we just we just see like the word balloon of ah. We see Mrs. Frisbee falling, and she just fucking like cracks her skull on the side of the pool, oh, <laughs> like God. misses it completely, yeah. and it's just like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh god! And like the like like the top part of her head is like in the pool, and then right. like flo- floating around, and then yes. the rest the rest of her is like all like splattered on the ground next to it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, and of course, you know, Cheezers, when he, he has to yell up, like, oh, it's fine, I made it, like, we're fine, you know, come on. And of course, when she jumps, and then Cheezers is just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I think what would even be better is, like, we do the same thing, like, come on, Mrs. Frisbee, it's okay, I made it. And then we, ah, the boom. And then have just, like, the, the panel of both Mary Sue and Cheezers staring wide-eyed at, like, the gore and viscera. And then, like, to do a two-panel beat of just dead silence. And then have cheesers literally do like the hands like up to the side going ah like screaming. 
like yeah. tongue doing like the the Johnny the homicidal maniac like like lightning bolt tongue like out of the mouth. <laughs> oh, and this is and this is perfect. This is perfect because he screeches right, and then. <laughs> This is when we cut back to Kenzie and Gruff, and we see them. They they whip their heads around because they just heard a scream, and they're like, you know, oh like, what, yeah, what, what was that? Like, it sounds like a woman screaming, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, and they're, you know, they make some comment, like Gruff makes some comment, like, oh, it sounds like like it's about three, you know, three blocks east. Like, let's go, and they all, you know, they take off running. So like, just, and we'll cut back to to cheesers and mary sue now but like this way now we know that gruff and kenzie are coming like our our hero groups are about to converge as we get into our like last issue yes 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 i like that okay (laughs) so so yeah we have we have just we're down to two survivors (laughs) the cops (laughs) okay okay so i think this is where we need to start really like racing toward the climax. And I think the way we do that now is, you know, Mary Sue and Cheezers, like they're out of the pool. Maybe Cheezers is like, you know, freezing wet, like uh, sitting on the ground, like fetal position, but like sitting up, like, you know, lean back up against the pool. And he's just like rubbing his arms and shivering like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like he's losing it. And, you know, of course this is Mary Sue. Like, come on, you got to get up. We got to go. Like, you know, like, we're on the ground. We're outside. Like we can get away. Like this is our chance. Like don't freeze up now, you know. Right. And um and so you know so and right as she's trying to convince him to like, dude, just get up. This is when you have like a trench, uh, trench coated dark figure like step into the alleyway, right? And okay. I, I don't know what this interaction is, but I feel like this is where we have to have our trench coat trio like you know come in. And, you know, and, and and almost like pretend to be like the trapster, the big bad guy. Like they walk in and they're like, oh, we, we, you know, we see you've survived our traps or whatever. Talking in that like sort of royal we, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or like that sort of Venom style we where it's like, yeah, it's just one guy. Um, you know, and, and then the trench coated trio or they're going to kind of like explain what's been going on a little bit, you know, like uh, – you know, uh, and even maybe mention the name, you know, like, oh, I, I see you survived. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't need to be plural. Maybe that's confusing. But, you know, oh, I see you survived my traps, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the whatever the trapster always enjoys, you know, uh, a thrilling game, you know, or whatever. And right. just goes on some like super villain little explanation of the plot because you have to have that. Right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and this is, and then, then you know, the, again, another, another like uh, conflict. Like Mary Sue, you know, she's, Cheezers is like, you know, freaking out, scared. Like he doesn't even notice that the trench coat guy is there. You know, face all in shadow. But Mary Sue's looking around, and she, she grabs something like, you know, a, a piece of wood or you know, something that she finds laying around in this dirty alleyway to use as a weapon, like a pipe. You know, and she's not gonna freeze up. She's just like, you know, like, oh, like let's see who you really are, you sicko. And you know, so she's like swings the pipe at its head, and it just goes right through, and his hat falls on the ground, and like the coat falls down, and like, you know, the. But now we finally see our three rats for the first time like ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> right <laughs> exactly and maybe this is the first time that we see mary sue get scared like she she swings that pipe and then she's just like oh my god you know like and like she wasn't expecting that and this this like you know one person falls into three people and because this is a world of anthropomorphic animals who've seen like dogs and mice and, and these are rats and mm-hmm. we said these rats should be like really short like you know like like they're little people right right and, 
maybe this is where Mary Sue is like, you know, oh my God, you disgusting little midgets or something just like, <laughs> like insulting, you know, like, like, right. oh, so you're so perfect, except you're a bigot. Oh, I get you now. Like, I see right, where you right. are. You know what I mean? Of course she is. Of course she's like, <laughs> you know, the racist bigot who's like, oh my God, like, oh, you're, you're rats and midgets. Oh my God, that's so disgusting. And she's like, you know, dry heaving or something. You know? <laughs> I didn't expect you to go there. I'm cracking up. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> the character who is so perfect that everybody was like rooting for it is like, no, she's just a, you know, a bigot from the suburbs or whatever, you know. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> yeah. We don't like her. <laughs> um so now where is this uh minor character being more important than we think going to fit in? So I have an idea for that, but hang on. I, I, feel, okay. I, feel, I feel like we have like a climax twist because I, I, something occurred to me, and I don't want to give it away just yet. But I think let's not focus on that. I think the next thing we need to do is – is this where we have McGruff and Kenzie like show up, and then now we have like Mary Sue, Cheezers, McGruff, or Gruff and Kenzie, like all four of them kind of there for like the final trap, you know, or – do we have Mary Sue go into this trap alone? Whatever the final trap is, like you know, like maybe there's like a like a construction trailer on the other side of this like lot, and like the light, like the street light above it, like comes on, and it's like oh, one of those big arrows again, you know, and it's like you know, this is the final lair. The trapster is waiting in there. Do we have her go there, and then Mackenzie and Gruff are gonna try to rescue her, or do we have like multiple characters? Because like I'm trying to figure out like. You know, it's time for the Trapsters, like, big reveal, but who is going to be there? Okay, you know what I, I, I think is, like, here's what we do. is We have the, the standoff in the alleyway with uh, with Cheezers and um, Mary Sue and then the, the, the trio. Uh, so we do the thing where she swings the bat, like you said, and, you know, freaks out and have them, like, giggling, running around. Almost, I'm picture, again, I'm pict- I keep picturing Sam Keith artwork, and I don't know why, but I'm, I'm picturing, like, the Izzes, the way they, like, hopping around, like, these three little rats just like freaking out, um, laughing at them as she's like spazzing, swinging the pipe and Cheezer's just like, what do we do? What do we do? Like freaking out. And then maybe have them like, like the, the rats pop up behind them and like clonk them in the head with something. So it's like, you know, they have the big like knockout birds fluttering around their head type. Okay. <laughs> like, so they get knocked out. We have, uh, Cheezer's and Mary Sue in the alleyway. We do the whole freak out thing where she swings at the trench coat guys they, you know, split into the three, you, you know, she starts yelling at him. Like you, like you said, like we find out she's, she kind of sucks. Um, and then we have the rats jump up behind him. I don't know if we want to like clonk him in the head with a brick or another, like maybe they have like one of those, those cartoony blackjacks. <laughs> Just clonk yeah, him yeah. in the head, For knock sure. him That's out. And we see like the little lump on their head with the, the birds swirling around the X's over their eyes, like cuckoo, cuckoo. Um, and then we see them dragging the bodies, like dragging them toward mm-hmm. like, Maybe there's like a door near, but like a big red door and they're like, they're dragging, like giggling. So now we have the cops come running over and again, they're just one step behind. Like the cops get there and they see the body of Mrs. Frisbee just like splattered <laughs> at the alley. And they're like, Jesus Christ, you know, maybe even have something like, you know, they get there and Kenzie's like, I'm just like vomits everywhere. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We oh, can even, oh. oh, hold on. Because it's the, because it's a comedy, we can have one of the other cops, like the dog cops, being like, uh, you going to eat that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Okay, well, and because it's like a, like a silly cartoon, right? As soon as you were like, oh, we should like knock him out with a little like cartoon blackjack. I'm thinking the next time that we see Mary through Sue and Cheezers, it's because they're waking up, hung upside down, all tied up in like a uh, James Bond villain death trap. You know, yep. like like the ultimate trap that this time they're not going to get out. Like they're being lowered into you know something, right? Into chompers or. Uh, a shark infested pool or whatever you know what i mean oh, like yeah. I, I don't know what it is exactly but like and and you know they're being they're hung from a chain and then we see now the real trapster is gonna like you know make he's gonna be in the shadows and start talking to them and then he's gonna come out and like reveal who you know he's really been sylvester the cat the whole time <laughs> you know <laughs> so okay you, i i got it i got it so yeah they wake up they're in a giant gold bird cage because you know tweet that he was always after tweety so he's in there. There's this giant gold bird cage and it's dangling over like, yeah, a pit with sharks in it because it's a cartoon like or it's a, you know, a silly Looney Tunes thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got the, the sharks like chomping at the water, like very cartoonishly. And they're like getting lowered slowly as as the trickster or the trapster is like walking around the pit, like mm-hmm. explaining like maybe he's got like a hooded cloak on with his arms behind his back. You know, we and we see like a black tail like swishing yeah. under the cloak, <laughs> and he's just like walking around like I tell you, you've made it through all my trap. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> 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 but oh, no one survived the trap here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly right. Exactly. I can't do the voice. I can't. But you know, it's it's got to. He's got to say something like you know, all these years, you know, all I wanted to do, you know, was catch the Tweety Bird or catch the mouse, and I, you know, and whatever. Like I've always, you know, foiled. But you know, now, now the world will see. You know, whatever. You know, like, the trapster will show all of them. You know, my true potential. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then, of course, like, you know, the uh, uh, Fatso, Ratso and Ted, like, you know, they're like in the room. I mean, the Trapster, he, this is where we finally finally hear their names. Like he turns to them and he's like, you know, Ratso, Fatso, Ted, like, you know, uh, make our guests a little bit more welcome. And and what that means is like they're like, hee, 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 hee. and then they go over and they start like they start like, you know, turning up like uh, the heat on like there's a torch like that's like uh, uh, pointed at like the chain that's holding them like, oh, it's going to break. You know what I mean? Or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly like make it worse somehow or like uh one of them gets like a big feather like big cartoon feather and just starts tickling them you know like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right <laughs> just like goofy stuff right and <sighs> and so so Chase and mary sue are both still alive at this point right mm-hmm. um I, I and i'm picturing okay and i really like the idea that you said that kenzie should like just completely like you know barf up like his spine <laughs> at the sight right. of like this frisbee and maybe he even says something like oh god it looks like my my grandma my dear old grandma or whatever <laughs> um, you know or hell may, maybe big twist maybe it is his mom maybe he looks at it and he's like oh my god like you know or like aunt frisbee or whatever like it's somebody he yeah did, you know <laughs> right and so because I, I kind of feel like he's not really important to the finale. So let's just have like one less character. And because what I'm thinking is like while the trapster is like walking around explaining his dastardly plan and, you know, the uh, uh, Ratso Fatso and Ted are like torturing, you know, our, our, our two survivors. We have to have, you know, McGruff just like kick the door in with his gun and be like, freeze, you know, whatever. Like, like he, I gotcha. And then of course we'll have uh We'll have, you know, Ratso, Fatso and Ted, one of them, you know, like they'll they'll pull guns on him and it's like, oh, and then we have like a Mexican standoff and, you know, yep. the trapster is going to 
what I want is I want, you know, Gruff to kick the door in and be like, oh, I got you finally, like, you know, drop it, you know, like the jig is up or whatever. And then uh, the trapsters, you know, he's going to have, he's going to, you know, Sylvester's going to say something, you know, silly, like, you know, oh, you think you could stop me? You know, and then this would be a perfect cool twist for like these stupid James Bond villain uh, traps is he just like pulls a lever and then like the chain holding Mary Sue just like lets go and just boop and she's just gone, you know, <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, you think you can save the other one? Put your gun down, you know, officer gruff, you know, <laughs> um, anyway. So, you know, let me know if, if any of that like doesn't work, but I kind of like the idea of like, Oh, now, gruff the cop is going to like save the day except oh nope not really you know he's just going to bust in all bravado and not really be able to do anything but get mary sue killed but like yeah we kind of want her to die at this point you know right you know okay but just follow me for a second i i I got an idea so we have we have the whole situation where you know trapster is explaining his whole plan and they're have like, like let's have both Mary Sue and Cheezers in the same cage. Like like they're just like in like a giant bird cage, holding mm-hmm. onto the bars, like looking down, you know, and then like he does the whole thing with Ratso Fatso and Ted. Like maybe they, they start like yeah, they, they turn like a blowtorch on the chain that's holding them up above the shark tank. Mm-hmm. And and like it starts like we see the the chain melting and they're like looking up like, Oh god, like it's it's gonna break, you know. So maybe maybe Cheezers is like, no, 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 we're going to get out of this. We're going to start swinging from the side to side. So they like start leaning their body weight and they're swinging back and forth. And like maybe the traps just even yell, I'm like, stop that now. You know, they're like freaking out <laughs> yeah. because they're they're not over the tank anymore. They're swinging back and forth and back and forth. And just then we have Gruff like kick in the door and like point the gun at, tra- at the traps. And it's like, I've been chasing you a long time. You know, this whole thing of like, you know, like he's he's going to save the day. Right. And then like mm-hmm. the chain breaks. And the cage falls and crushes Gruff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so we just, like, kill the detective. <laughs> I think that's great. I think uh, uh, we have, but I want to kill Mary Sue, too. So like, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she could die. Yeah, so like, you know, the, 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 like, yeah, the, the the cage like, you know, goes and like, you know, falls on Gruff, but like, you know, she was on that side. So we see this, we 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 see like he kicks the door in, and then like the chain breaks. We have a we have a panel of like, you know, his wide-eyed face is like, oh shit, you know, that expression. And then we see like the the cage flies, and then we get a zoom in on Mary Sue's face, which is like right there, and then like. When the cage hits McGruff, like their faces like smash together and like pop. There's a lot of like skull trauma, less skull trauma yeah. in the story, but like, you know, like, like, like they just smash into each other and then you pull away and all you see is this like big cage with like Gruff's legs sticking out from underneath, like a splatter of blood all over the door and the wall that he just like came in. And then, you know, you just hear cheesers like, you know, just groan, You're like, oh, like, you know, like, he, okay, clearly he's still alive and now you know, the trapster is going to be like, you idiots. Like I told you to use, you know, you know, bigger chains or whatever, like get him back up there. Like I wasn't finished pontificating, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So, so wait, Mary, so Mary Sue's dead now, right? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Uh, Unless, I I don't know. Now we have cheesers trapped in the cage with, 
all four villains, right? Unless, again, unless you don't want to kill Mary Sue right away, maybe we kill one of the rats instead. Yeah, but we, I feel like we got to take start taking some people off the board because this is our final confrontation, and there's like, you know, six people in this room when Gruff kicks the door in. Right. Well, I, I feel like okay, so we we do the thing where it's like the because I'm picturing like they're both in the big bird cage, and like when it falls and crushes Gruff, like maybe like the the cage pops open or something. Okay. Like, Gruff is dead. And like cheesers and Mary Sue are just like, oh, what the hell? And like they go to stand up and Mary, maybe Mary Sue again, taking charge is just like, you know, there's the door. We got to go. And then just like her head fucking explodes. And we pan <laughs> back to the trapster holding like one of those big cartoony guns. Maybe it even says bang <laughs> on it. And nice. And he's just like, I so hate it when people interrupt me. <laughs> you know, <just> like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that. That's even better. That's even better. Right. <laughs> and, um, okay, so let's have just for funsies because you know she was like such a big. Let's have like the one of the rat characters, you know, just start like at one point we 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 the camera like go whatever cuts back to him, you know, like the the trapsters, you know, like you know get get our our last guest, you know, like make him more comfortable or whatever, and then you mm. pan over and this one rat guy's chewing on Mary Sue's arm, you know, like, <laughs> just, like, like it was like oh a snack, you know. <laughs> Okay, so now we've got Cheezers who's in the room, scared, but the cage is broken. The three like rat dudes are still there, um, right? Uh, it, the trap trapster's kind of holding them at gunpoint. Yeah, and then the trapster's there with his big gun. So now we got to figure out like how how is Cheezers going to get out of this? You know, like right. that's we've painted ourselves into this corner, but we only have this one survivor with like four villains. And we also still have to figure out, like, is he the minor character that is more important than we think? Yeah, that's also true. So, uh, hmm. Because I because here's my idea is maybe we we do something along the lines of, you know, like the traps just walking around and, 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 you know, maybe Cheezer's like, why? Why are you doing this? And like he goes on about like how all of his previous plans were always foiled. Like, maybe, you know, goes on like when he was young. You know, he was he was a little more brash and bold and but his plans were constantly foiled. And he and, he, and maybe he mentions like that damnable bird, you know, like <laughs> something like that. And he's like going on and he said, but there was another. And he mentions he's like your uncle. And he's like, his name was Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about how he almost caught him several times. Yeah, exactly. You know, and now I've got you, or maybe, or maybe he even explains like, you know, this uh, this study group, like, you know, wasn't like a, it wasn't, you know, coincidence that you ended up together. You know, it's like, you know, Speedy's old, like, you know, like elementary school babysitter and his like teacher from high school, and like, you know, like his his the girl he took to prom, you know, was like, you know, like Artemis before she had her goth phase or whatever. You know, it's like whatever it is, it's like they all have some kind of connections, and it's like, you know, of course, Cheezer's just like, what kind of a fuck are you, <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> he's killing him because of his uncle speedy <laughs> um okay and this could be interesting too like we could kill off one of our like rat characters because um you know we could have uh what's his name we could have the trapster you know say you know say something or have one of the have one of the rats you know say like you know just kill him boss like we got him here like you know the traps busted like just you got the gun just kill him and then he's like no like i have to torture him like you know like i didn't bring him all this way and do all you know go through all of these uh 
all these machinations just to, you know, kill him like the other one. Like, you know, I finally have my prize or whatever. Right. And, you know, one of the rats is going to question his authority. Like, oh, come on, boss. Like, just kill him. This is stupid. And then, boom, you know, he gets shot in the chest. Right. Let's just get rid of one of these guys. Um <laughs> <laughs> the trapster's like he's so like you know he carefully planned all of this out and now he's just like maybe he's in the same boat that you and i are in right now where he's like well now what do i do like i got you here but right like, you know, i didn't really plan for like what i was gonna do like if you like survived you <laughs> you broke my trap you know? <laughs> what if, what if it's <laughs> i like this okay hold on what if instead of like the trapster shooting one of his minions maybe the minions are like come on boss we can do we can throw them in the pool like we can throw them to the sharks like they're all freaking out and like they're all excited hopping around and cheesers is just standing there like what do i do what do i do and he just grabs one of them like a fucking football and <laughs> hucks it at the trapster it's like you just see nice. like this rat like like flying right at the trapster oh yeah dude that'd be awesome like and what if what if he like bounces off of them like the trapster like puts his arms off the rat like bounces off of him and just like comically like flies right into the shark tank right yeah, so, yeah, there, yeah. so there goes ratso and then fatso <laughs> it would be like no brother and he jumps in fucking after him like a dumbass you know like right. <laughs> like he was gonna try to save him right and then <laughs> now all you have left is ted and maybe ted's just there and like you have this pick this scene where like ted looks at the traps there and he looks at cheesers you know and cheesers is like uh rolling you know he's like a big big guy jock and he's finally like sacked up and he's like rolling the sleeves up and so and ted who's like the littlest of the three he's just like nah i'm out and he just runs away like he's just gone like boom like <laughs> screw you sylvester you're on your own like i ain't sticking around for this you know <laughs> all right cool cool so now so, we have che- Cheezers and like Sylvester alone in the room, uh, and Sylvester has like dropped his gun because he got <laughs> he got hit with a rat. <laughs> <laughs> he got the rat thrown at his head. I love it. So, who throws a so, rat, really? <laughs> maybe he can even say that. Like, who throws a rat? Exactly. Like, yeah. So, okay, yeah, I like that. So, so Ted takes off, and you know, Cheezers has rolled up his sleeves, and Sylvester, like, you know, maybe he's fumbling with his cloak because it, it got all messed up when he got hit with the rat. <laughs> and he like right. throws his hood back and he's like who throws a rat seriously and then cheesers just tackles him <laughs> and starts like pummeling he's just like wailing him. right and then right at that moment right like uh the cops bust in like kenzie and the other cops like they bust in and they're like freeze like get off of him kid you know whatever and yeah. it's like cheesers got some licks in like he but maybe we do that thing where we like we like Cheezer stops hitting him. He looks at the cops and he looks down at the trapster. And then we have this like one like a full page splash page of like gory detail of the trapster's like face just beat all to hell. You know? <laughs> Almost like a like a Ren and Stimpy panel. Where it's yeah. Like the extreme close up. There's like bruises and swelling. Teeth are missing. Like. Right. And it goes like uber realistic for like a second. <laughs> you know, exactly. Right. Yeah. And that. And then, of course, then you just, you know, yeah, like, you know, Cheezers, like, he's like, okay, like, you know, he goes with the cops. And, you know, we have our little, like, denouement where, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, Kenzie says something like, oh, you know, we were able to, like, follow the clues. And, like, oh, don't worry, like, we'll find the other little rat guy. Like, you know, he can't get away. We know Mm -hmm. who we're looking. We know who we're looking for now. And these guys aren't that smart or whatever, you know. Right. Um, And uh, so I guess Cheezers gets to live, right? (laughs) The big the big dumb jock. gets to live he gets um, to be our final girl which is hilarious it's, it's totally unplanned like i was not expecting that like i was actually kind of hoping for artemis but i really liked her getting doused in acid that was pretty... <laughs> yeah no, i like i like that way to go out but it's like i think it's also funny because the, the dumb jock always dies right exactly yeah you know, it's pretty the, fun the, the dumb jock almost never makes it out 
Yeah, I like that. We did something kind of similar in this last year camp. We ended up killing them all anyway, but we had we had a little like bait and switch, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so then we have to have like this quiet moment, or Cheese just like goes away. You do that. You do that scene like in a. It's, I know there's a comic book, but like in a movie where like the camera pans back and you see like you know all the cops and like someone had puts like a blanket over Cheese's shoulder, like the end of like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, and then and then we're gonna cut to now. Uh, we're gonna cut to the black panel. And then like someone's like opening their eyes, you know, and we're going to we're going to kind of make, make like a POV, right? Like uh-huh. eyes are opening and then you you get like a little moan of like, oh, like, you know, where am I? And then the camera flips around and we see that it's Sylvester. It's the trapster. And he's like all beat up and bruised and swollen. He's opening his eyes and he's like looking around and then he's like, wait, what? And he like. He like looks down and he's he's in like a hospital room because of course he he would be because he got all beat up and he's like strapped to the bed again makes sense because he was like a criminal you know what I mean yep. but he, he can't move his arms and legs are strapped down and he's just like looking around there's like nobody there the room's dark he's like hello hello anybody there and then the door opens like a shadowy figure comes in the room and this is where we're gonna have our minor character is more important than you think like twist here at the end okay uh, so like. Come, he walks in the room, shadowy figure like walks over to him and he's like, tsk, 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 you know, Sylvester, like you, you couldn't finish the job or, you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit, like, who's this guy? And he's like, uh, oh, like, look at all these, like, you know, all these uh, like or what does he say? Like, you know, now it seems like you've you're you've been trapped yourself and trapped in this room with all of these like pretty little pokey sharp things. And, and the per- whoever this person is like, you know, steps into the light and we see that it's Kenzie and he like holds up a scalpel. and He's like, I think it's time for our next operation. <laughs> <laughs> So Kenzie's a sadistic fuck too. I like yeah, it. right. And so like I don't even want to explain anything. I just wanted to be like, wait a second. Like you know, maybe Kenzie was just you know he was uh, what's the word? He was sandbagging the whole time. Like he was throwing gruff off the off maybe he even says that he's like oh you were so foolish you know you were so obvious and so loud we heard the screams and i had to throw gruff off the scent you know i had to i had to you know send him to the wrong building and then you know we we found your last victim and you know you your your little underlings outed themselves and so i had to you know put my finger down my throat and make myself sick or something. You know what I mean? It's like, he's going to mm-hmm. sort of explain, like I was trying really hard to like, let this happen to like, let you have, you know, your fun, my fun. And, uh, you know, you just couldn't, you know, uh, you just couldn't bring it home. You couldn't, you know, uh, you, you had to go and screw it up and now we can't ever do it again. And so, you know, now he's going to get his little revenge, you know, it's like, you know, the, <laughs> and now we're, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Hold on. Let, let, let's back, let's back it up. I, I got it. I, I like where you're going with this. Okay. So maybe early on, like early in the comic series, when we, we first meet like Gruff and Kenzie, maybe they're, they've been investigating the trapster. Like maybe it's one of those things where it's like we've, they've been finding murders like all over the place and they're talking about it. And, you know, maybe like Kenzie is the, is the brash, you know, like it's like we said, the brash young upstart who's just like this, this sick fucker has to go down, you know? And Gruff is like, we'll Mm -hmm. get him. We'll get him. Don't worry. He's like, you don't understand. Like I'm sick of finding corpses. Like, like, and he's just like, Real, real, like, like really adamant about wanting to catch the trapster, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you do the whole thing that you just said, like, where he's like, you know, you, you couldn't, you couldn't finish the job. 
and have him be like all this time spent on the force, giving you, you know, giving you leeway, allowing you to do our mission, allowing you mm-hmm. to do what we set out to do. Maybe we find out like Kenzie is actually a fucking like criminal mastermind and has been working with the cops and mm-hmm. throwing them off the scent of both the trapster and his victims. Like nice. he's nice. been helping the trapster all along. Like the trapster is just an actual pawn and yeah. Kenzie is the real villain. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, and I was, I just think it would be funny just to end with a little, you know, a little nod toward like, you know, we did mousetrap the board game. So like the sequel will be, be like operation, the board game, right, right. you know, <laughs> I would be like, now it's time for an operation. Yeah, or maybe maybe he makes some like stupid little reference. And his, his little villain speech where he's explaining like, oh, you just couldn't, you know, you couldn't do it. He says something. He references some of the game pieces from like he's like, oh, and now here I am left with a broken heart because my plans are, you know, or you know, like, uh, or you, know, you and your like, you know, funny bone companions, you just couldn't, you know, bring it home or whatever. Like he he's right. making making these like dumb references, you know, like you know, and he holds up the scalpel. He's like, hope you don't have butterflies in the stomach, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god i love it i i think like we should we should have like another like a a, a, a prologue after that or an epilogue after that where uh we we have like so we have the the ending and then we see like you know mexico and like we see like a little a little town like a little uh almost like a like a western town kind of set up with like a little saloon and all that and we see ted sitting it's like sitting at the counter like drinking a shot like a little bit beat up and nervous looking and you have someone sit down next to me like new in town partner and turns over and it's yosemite sam <laughs> just just because like, oh that'd be awesome <laughs> ted, ted the unlikely one got away exactly oh man that'd be great Oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. This was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, this was by far, I think, one of the weirdest things we've ever done. For sure. Uh, For sure. And and man, this episode is long, too. We'll see how it works out once I edit out, you know, our breaks and stuff. Man, this is going to be a long episode. Like, it took us a while to get through nine storytelling elements that we randomized. (laughs) Right. So where, where we did a we did a comic book horror story in the 90s based on the mousetrap board game that was a splat stick you know spin-off of the looney tunes with a mary sue character a buddy cop drama and we had a twist of a minor character who had like a secret <laughs> yeah to be more important than you that was like my brain hurts <laughs> Oh God, it's so weird. So I, and like we never ever would have come up with this if we no. had just been like, oh, like what do you want to do for the next episode? Like let's do a Looney Tunes episode. Like no, or or another board game. If we had said yeah, let's do Mousetrap. Like we probably would have just done Mousetrap as like a straight like saw ripoff, you know? Oh but yeah. Doing it with like anthropomorphic fucking rats <laughs> as like a, a spinoff of the Looney Tunes with you know Sylvester as the villain. Like what the heck? It's so weird. Like. I mean, I definitely would want to do this again. I think yes. that this is something that we should. I mean, even if it's not like, you know, uh, a couple times a year, if, if it's just like once a year, hey, great. But, you know, this is definitely something I feel like when we're struggling, like what topic do we want to do next? We should take that as a sign to be like, all right, listeners, throw some tropes at us. Because, I mean, a little behind the scenes uh, for the listeners, we we often talk like, OK, we have like a list of 
three or four things at any given time of like, okay, we want to, we know we want to do these topics. Which one should we do now? And sometimes life gets in the way. Like we have one that we are planning on doing that we've been planning on doing since last year. Um, that we, that is just a lot of homework. So we haven't gotten to it because our lives are busy. <laughs> so this happens a lot where we're like, well, let's do this. Let's do that. And then we're like, shit, what do we do next that mm-hmm. uh, we have time for? So I think when we when we get hit like that, I think we should throw it to the, the listeners and even just as simple as give us give us an era, give us a trope, you know, uh, give us a genre, that type of thing. And just make up a fucking story, because I, this was a lot of fun. This was this was a weird exercise in creativity. And I don't know if we succeeded, but uh, I like to think we did. Oh, I definitely think we did, too. Yeah, and this is freaking bizarre. I mean, if anything, Mousetrap as, like, a horror movie or story, I think, wins. But, yeah, it's this is such a bizarre thing that we did. Yeah, and I had a ton of fun. And, yeah, you're totally right. Like, we've been putting off this one, like, really big project for a super long time. We have a ton of stuff on our list, things that we were, like, genuinely excited about. But you and I have both been so busy, too, that every time we start thinking about, okay, here's the next episode – and the first thing we start thinking about is the homework. Like, how many movies yep. do we have to watch? Is there a TV show we have to watch? Do we have to, like, research a game or something? And that's why we've done, you know, some kind of easier episodes recently. Easier in terms of, like, homework because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, Monop- Monopoly, There's not. it's not that hard to, like, read the rules and look up some history. You know, Weird, Weird Science was like, okay, one movie I've already seen a bunch of times. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we even did Centipede, which was like, you know, yeah, just watch some play throughs on youtube and read right. that one comic book i randomly had you know so it's like we really haven't had a lot of homework we've been kind of avoiding it because we've been so busy with other stuff but this is a lot of fun and this really invigorates me to be like oh i'm down like let's go watch some movies man like i want to yeah. do the next one so i think this is a good thing like you said every once in a while when we start feeling like we're just going through the motions like we do something crazy like this and we can't help but get weirdly creative oh yeah like this, this reminds me, and, and and one of these days we will do a either super gushers or rental rant about uh, our our early uh, friendship and creating stories together. But this reminds me of the little uh, uh, practice that we used to do when we were first writing stories together, where we would flip open the uh, dictionary and point at a word, and oh, yeah. we'd each have to come up with a story around that word. Like you know, like I remember the one. It was like I forgot what you got. I know I got. Uh, I think it was pond. That I had, and there was that story about the the, the guy who was like <laughs> murdering people and hiding them in the pond. <laughs> yeah, there are. I know we did a bunch of them. I have a file around here somewhere with I don't know seven or eight like short comic book scripts and at least two like one page like short stories like you know super short stories. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember I did a short story on the word hum. I did uh, oh, yeah. a little comic uh, on hoofprint. Um, yep, I remember that one. And then and there was I, the pumpkin. Willow, right? Oh, Pumpkin yeah, pu- was another Yeah, and then, yeah, we, Willow. Willow was another one, which was – I did a Weeping Willow tree story. Um, yes. But, yeah, Pumpkin was was another one that turned into this – I think I must have wrote, like, a 60-page script about Pumpkin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was, it was this really weird horror story about, like, eldritch horror monsters. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I forgot about that. Remember that? It was called uh, The Dead yeah. of the Living. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I do remember. That. Like, was he that's that is definitely an episode all into itself. Like, I feel like we, we should explain to the listeners, like how we started doing this type of thing. 
<laughs> because yeah. it is kind of interesting. It's it's a it's something I've explained to people before about like how our friendship started with like creating like talking about comic books and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was really where it started is you and I were just chatting about comics and like movies. And then that led into like the stuff that we like to create, you know, cause you were still, you were in short of breath at the time. So you were still doing music mm-hmm. and like, but you know, obviously you, you worked at house of fantasy, you love comic books. Like that's one of your first loves. So mm-hmm. like we, we clicked on that regard, but then we started almost, almost instantly it was within like the first couple of months of knowing each other. We started talking stories together because I asked, the group at Denny's like, mm-hmm. Hey, who wants to write a story? You know? So <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I, we definitely need to do a whole episode cause we could go on and on. And I, I, I'm resisting the urge to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the next part of that story you were just yep. telling, but like, exactly. no, no, hang on. You know what I mean? But yeah, like long story short is we did a couple of actual comics together, but then we, we had so many ideas that we couldn't like draw fast enough when i say no. draw fast enough like we spent years on like two comics but had piles and piles and piles of scripts and outlines and collaborations you know mm-hmm. i have a i have a lockbox in my garage that's just full of paper scripts from back in the day of yeah like stuff like that like we would <laughs> we would come up with these little like exercises of like let's do universal monsters like you, you know, or like, you know, classic horror, like you do the headless horseman and I'll do like, you know, Gilman and like, just come up mm-hmm. with some new idea. And like the next time we get together to hang out, like we'll swap stories, you know? And it yep. was like something we did all the time. And like, it would have been decades for us if we ever tried to draw these or tons of money <laughs> to hire, hire people, but it was just a fun thing to do. It was like our hobby of like, Hey, let's challenge each other to come up with some bizarre idea. And right. Yeah, we started doing this podcast and it was really sort of like an extension of the other pop culture podcast that you're on where and we mentioned this before where it's like, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, stuff that sucks and how do we fix it? And it really, really quickly went right back into that old uh, routine that you and I had where we can't help but just make up stories and like riff off mm-hmm. each other. Like, it's just what we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think, you know, this podcast kind of speaks for itself. Like, uh, you know, anyone that actually listens, I'm sure they like <laughs> what we're doing because they're listening. So, hey. You know, yeah, especially if they're still with us on this long episode. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. should probably wrap this up because this this one is a behemoth. Yeah, so. with that, yeah, and I have we've gone way, way beyond the time that I had allotted to record this, so I gotta go. But yeah, so if you are still listening and you want to listen to more, you clearly should know by now how to find us. But if you don't, we are at raisedbyrentals.com, at raisedbyrentals on the socials that you're familiar with. We also belong to the Rad Pantheon, a super team up of podcasters artists, musicians, etc., a collective of creative friends supporting each other and helping to spread the word about rad stuff. You know, I do Comics Boost on Instagram. I took a little bit of a break recently, but I'm trying to ramp it back up. So just spell comics with an X and come check out some cool crowdfunding, like Kickstarter comics that are coming out. I try to spread the word about cool stuff. What about you, Mike? Uh, you can find me at the Boogeyman's Closet, also on Rad Pantheon. We do a horror movie review podcast every week. Uh, we're currently doing video game horror, so check us out on the socials at the Boogeyman's Closet or check out Rad Pantheon. I also do Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash with two other uh, fellow Rad Panthers, um, where we it's basically a toy podcast, but it's three grown man children that talk about toys and bitch about pop culture. So check that <laughs> out. <laughs> it's always a fun time. I look, I look forward to that one, and I don't even collect toys, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's fun anyway. Uh, yeah, so thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. If you had fun with us, drop us a line, leave a comment, leave a podcast rating. Let us know what you think we should improv, improve next time. And with that, I'm Josh.
I'm Mike. And we have to return some videotapes. Raised by Rentals is a member of the Rad Pantheon Network. Visit radpantheon.com to support rad stuff. The theme music is Forbidden Fruit by Velvet Bethany. You can purchase music and learn more at velvetbethany.com. Suffering suck attack. <laughs>